Welcome to Free Fall RC okay. Podcast. We're recording. We're good. We're about to start the show with an echoey scene. Alright. Okay, double check. We're recording. Skype is also recording. Yep. Should be good. Alright, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. And George. Hello. All right. We've got the whole crew. Awesome. Yeah. This is episode 248. How's it holding up? How is it? Just barely. Barely, right? (laughs) Is this an entire Planker episode? How's it holding up? I think so. (laughs) Get ready, Mike. He's going to have so much data. His head's going to spin. I know. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is episode 248. Oh, I already did that already, didn't I? Yeah. So let's catch up with friends week. Who wants to go first? Well, I guess I should go first because I was out last week. Yes. I could fill everybody in on what's going on. The reason I was out last week is because my wife is in the hospital. She's uh, trying to get her knee done. She needs a knee operation. So she went in for the pre-op operation checkup and her heart was fluctuating its beats per minute so they told her last time you really should go to the emergency room she said no she came home she's like it's it'll it'll be fine and i I guess it it went back to normal uh and then she went back on last monday to the same pre-operation checkup and it was doing the same thing and Mm -hmm. they didn't (laughs) <laughs> they didn't tell her to go. They called 911, and they took her over to the hospital. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so uh, last week was a just a back and forth to the hospital, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They they had her in there for, for, she says two days, but it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And they were putting her on medication, trying to regulate her beats per minute, because it would be like around 60, 50, 60, and then it would shoot up to like 130, like within like the next like couple of seconds. It was wow. Uh, yeah, it was really weird. And I guess it's AFib, they call it AFibulation. I don't know. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. cardiac, like what's what. Right, right. So they had her on this medication. She was feeling fine. She came home. She was on the same medication. And Saturday, uh, I left to go to the night fly. And she said, I was, ju- was going to call you and tell you that it's doing the same thing again. And I need to go to the hospital. But she was like, I didn't because I didn't want to interrupt your, your flying. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, you you know you could have we I could easily have gone you know take you to the hospital. I don't need to mm-hmm. you know go flying or whatever. So she went back on Monday this week, and she's still in the hospital now. And she's not supposed to get out until Thursday. And they have her on different medication. Things have been good, thank God. Not sure what's causing it or why or why. Yeah, I guess they know they're trying to figure that out. Um, okay. But there's an there's a like there's a different procedure they do where they cut the vein in your leg and they go up with some little microscopic tools and they fix your heart that way or something. I, I like I said I don't know cardiac stuff, but she doesn't want to. She doesn't care if she has that done, but she's she'd rather not. So they're trying to do the medication route first to uh-huh. fix it. I guess it's something like I, I don't know. I don't know with the heart. Like I don't know if that's like once it gets back into a rhythm, it'll be fine. But she's been taking, like, you know, she's had blood pressure and she's had a couple other things going on that she's taking stuff for. 
So yeah, that's why I wasn't on the on the podcast last week. Kind of sucked because I, I I wanted to be on with Kevin. Um, uh-huh. I hate when there's an imposter on and I want to come <laughs> busting in and call yeah. him out. But uh, <laughs> it was that was a good show. I got to say, Andy, you did a great job editing. It was uh, oh thanks. It sounded great, man. And I was like, at one point when he was like, yeah, I was listening to their podcast today, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, the free fall guys have given me a job uh, over there. I was like, really? <laughs> they kicked like, me off the show already? The <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, geez. Yeah. I listened to that today. And the best part is when Kevin said that, all the other hosts were like, oh, God, thank God. We were. <laughs> thank, yeah. yeah. We can't wait till you get out of here. They were like, thank God we're done. I don't yeah, have to do exactly. this anymore. <laughs> right. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So last weekend, uh, or two weekends ago, I was uh, working all weekend. I worked Friday night, and I bitched about it in Discord, and, you know, nobody seemed to care. <laughs> but uh, on Friday night, two weeks ago, I was, was working. I was working in a building. They were cut over a fire alarm. It was like Friday night till 9, and then it was the guy wanted me to come back on Saturday morning. And it was basically, we did a couple of things Saturday, and then he was like, well, okay, we worked till like noon, one o'clock, and then he was like, "Can you come back Sunday?" Uh, well, I was supposed to come back Sunday because we were going to do a full blown test of the building once the far- new fire alarm was in. And uh-huh. I came back Sunday morning and I looked at the panel, and the- those guys had been working like thirty something hours straight doing this wow. fire alarm stuff. And I remember those days, and I was like, "There's no freaking way these guys are going to be ready at like nine o'clock in the morning." I was, I said, the one guy I said it's going to be six o'clock tonight before they're, not- they're ready. And sure, sure enough, they called us back later, and it was six o'clock before they were even ready to give like a class. So I had worked t- till almost midnight Sunday night. It was just, it was a big mess. And a lot of those hours, I stood there like just watching people shoot right. the shit. And I'm like, I, your guys are killing me, man. Like I don't mind talking, uh, obviously, because I do a podcast once a week. But uh-huh. when I'm getting paid to fix something and it's the weekend, it's like I want to fix something. I don't, I don't want to stand here watching you shoot the shit for like two hours. Like, let's yeah, fix yeah. something. Let's get the show on the road here. You know, right? You might want to milk the hours, but <laughs> this is my weekend. Yeah. I want to get out of here. Right? And I'm sure that's what it was for some of these guys. So that brings us to this week. Everything was going on with my wife. I got into uh, things seemed better by the end of the week, so I got into you know the simming on Friday, and that was great, man. I had a good time with everybody. Nice. Just doing some simming and, and having fun. And I was on call, so there was no drinking involved. And Saturday night was our our night fly event at the club. Uh-huh. And I took my Oxy 5 690, my FT Radian, and my RA Cores Blue Foe XL, the big nice, thing with yeah. all the lights on it. Mm-hmm. And I had a blast, man. I'm so I was like, ah, I don't know, because you know, later in the day, you get caught up with what you're doing, and I'm on call, and it's like, and I, mean, I wasn't getting a call. It was really light, so it was cool. And I was like, all right, let me throw everything in the truck, and I'll just drive down there. And I got down there about maybe three, I think, or I left at three, somewhere, something like that. I got a couple of flights in on the Oxy Five, man. That thing's flying great. I got a couple of flights in on the Six Ninety. Rob was there. Uh, Devin was there, you know, mm-hmm. Mike D and a couple of the usual guys, John and Bruce. And those guys that are from the club that show up, they, they usually show up when it's a night fly. And, uh, so it got dark and we started flying at night and I had the, the flight test radiant, uh, out 
And nice. that thing is just deteriorating. This ties into our topic, dude. Mm. It yeah. is just gets worse and worse every time I fly it. I thought it was really? a, I thought it was a good like, you know, it was cool and it was a good flying yeah. you know, plane for the first season that I had it. Mm-hmm. But the foam is like so I don't know, it's it's so like you can put your finger through it. It's so like fragile. The foam oh, it's brittle? Yeah, and you know, it, it it was like that when I got it. It was like not like a dense foam. It's kind of like a loose foam. And okay. uh so I put it all together and I was uh I I I threw it up there for the first flight and I got to trim out like I got to trim the shit out of it. It it uh doesn't have the AS3X in it, so it's all just it's all me and I flew it mm-hmm. around for a while and Devin was out and we were laughing and we were like cuz there's a certain pattern a blue pattern if you slow the pattern like and that's the other reason why i don't have asterix because i ripped that out to do the that so i could change the lights and i, I have right. all these commands from the radio so i ch- can go through the patterns and i can go through the speeds. so i change the speed down really slow and there's one blue pattern where it's just constantly blue and it just fades in and out and it kind of fades to a point where you can't see it for a couple of seconds and then it comes back <laughs> in. And Devin and I okay. love it. We're like, we call it stealth blue. So we're, we're like flying around in that. So then Mike goes up with something and I decide that I'm going to buzz the FPV guys and the FPV guys had quite the course set up. It was amazing what they had done and it, it takes these guys hours. They're out there for like three, four hours setting up this course. Yeah. Yeah. So I buzz the FPV guys and I come around and Devin and I are just like cracking up and laughing and I'm really low to the ground and I pulled up and I didn't know which orientation I was in and that thing rolled over and I just plowed it in like full speed right oh, no. into the ground. And, and we both look at each other and we're, we're like doubled over laughing. Like everybody's <laughs> like, Oh no. And we're just like laughing. And, yeah. and Mike's like, um, do you want me to land? Uh, so you can go get it. I said, no, nah, I'm just going to leave it there. Till tomorrow, and you know, I'm just making all these jokes. So, yeah, Mike yeah, D landed. Yeah. I busted it up severe. Like, I broke it. It's like an S, you know. Oh, and no. The, the, Is the it nose done? came out, came off, and yeah. Oh, definitely. I still have the wings, and I ripped all the lights out of it. Uh-huh. But, uh, Devin and I just, we, we were laughing hysterical. It was, we had so much fun. Nice. And, uh, so after that, I flew the, the, the RA Corps plane that I got, that giant Delta wing. Mm-hmm thing with little lights in it and that thing man i when i first took that out i had a 3000 uh battery in it like 3000 size i think it was a 3s um 3000 milliamp it's kind of heavy and it flew that way it flew kind of like faster than i would have liked so i kind okay. of been ramping the batteries down and i'm to the point now it might even have been a, a four cell well anyways this time i took a i think a 2200 three cell that I was flying in my scale 450 helicopter and put that in it. And it's perfect, man. It flew so, so cool. Like, so like little slow and Delta and just tooling around to the point where I can change the lights and, and fool with it. And, uh, okay. just, just was, it was really good flight with that. And I like flying that thing. It just looks really cool. And then landing it, it doesn't land like a ton of bricks either. You know, comes in right, kind of slow. In. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so that was it, man. And, uh, we had some fun that night. You know, Mike D's there with the coffee. And, uh, I know he flew the, uh, the tribladed goblin that he bought at, uh, the yeah. bow down. Nice. He flew that a few times. He was flying that actually when I pulled in. 
Yeah, he said he likes it. I'm not sure if Rob got video of him flying it or not, but uh, he he definitely likes it. He's mm-hmm. like, it's a beast of a machine, you know. They're good machines, man. I always thought they were. They yeah, were great you can't machines. go wrong. So, uh, been doing more painting on R2D2 and just painting, painting, sanding, painting. Uh, I'm kind of like throwing my guitar in. I'm clearing that every now and then. <laughs> nice. When I'm, yeah. Yeah. When I'm waiting for stuff. So, uh, and I have that small R2D2 that I built and I did the LEDs and the sound on that and posted that all over Facebook. And that was, that thing looks awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And I took it to my nephews on Sunday and his son, uh, is three years old and he was just loving it. And I was like, and I'm driving over and I got this thing and I'm like, I don't know what a three year old's going to do when he sees it. You know, three year old boy, is he just going to walk up and kick it? And I'm like, <laughs> I would laugh my ass off if he did. I know he did a lot yeah. of work on it, but it's, it wasn't expensive at all. It was like yeah. cheap. And so I was like prepared for whatever. He, and he was really sweet with it. He was just like, he's following it around and he had his little car and he was chasing it around and he kept saying, he's saying no, you know, cause his head only goes back and forth. Right, right. <laughs> but that was um that was a pretty cool project, man, because I am not good at programming Arduino from scratch. Like I'm I'm good as everybody else is with cutting and pasting. But mm-hmm. I had I had ten LEDs, addressable LEDs, and I wanted certain patterns to, you know, to go. Like I wanted the front to go red and blue. I wanted the back to go green and yellow because that's what the real one does. Um but they don't go at the same time. And then I wanted the little like hollow lights to come on at a longer, you know, duration and more of a random, you know, uh, time frame before they would come on. And then the other ones blink really fast. So I wrote the code once and then I was thinking about it the next day and kind of went back the day after I wrote it and condensed it. I mean, a guy that knows coding could probably condense it even more, I'm sure, but it, it, it came out to where I like it and. I was uh, I was happy with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, as long as it works. Yeah, and I I used once I got the LEDs done. I have like a, uh, I have like a, you know, those triangle lights that you can put on the on the wall, and they kind of like you can make all these different shapes. Well, somebody had that on Thingiverse, so I printed a bunch of those out. I never got anywhere with it, but the, the 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 first layer is what is like the diffuser for those lights. So I have a bunch of those that are just like first layer. 3d print so i'm like i'm just gonna cut that up and use that to diffuse you know r2d2 and his little lights in there and then i okay. used i used some old uh sharpie caps and i cut them down to like half inch so i could so i could stand the leds off like a little bit back and all it's right just, you know it's just like little things that you had for free you know to to make this this thing work mm-hmm. and it was funny because awesome. i programmed all the lights on my desk in a certain order, and then when I went to wire them all up, they were completely out of order. So you have to go back into the program and say, "All right, this light's number two Swap now." Swap them around, three. right? Yeah, and it worked out good. It's pretty cool. Nice. And hopefully, I can get my guitar back together one of these days. <laughs> you, you completely stripped it, right? You took all the electronics out and the hardware and everything. Yeah, I have three of them like that. Oh man, <laughs> one's a one's a Fender Squire that I bought years ago okay. that i that i put a floyd rose in just recently nice. and that's 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 a bit of a challenge you know oh i'm sure putting a floyd rose in a strat that body was not meant for that <laughs> no so you got to beef up certain areas mm-hmm. but nice. uh that's all i've been up to sorry i missed the show last week man i was really bummed but like i said you guys did a great yeah. job 
Kevin's yeah, right. definitely. Kevin's Kevin definitely good on it. it. It did suck not having you on the show, you know, to be frank. But um, and I have yeah, a few notes. It's understandable. I have a few things that I picked up on. First of all, did you guys start at like ten thirty? Because George was like, "All right, guys, I'm done." Like, so, so here's a little behind the curtains. You know the the top ten things not to say on the free fall. Yeah. So he came up. You know, basically, we joined up at eight o'clock and came up with that idea, and he kind of shot that idea to us, and we're like, "Oh, that's great! Let's start thinking of the top 10. And it took oh, us okay. over an hour trying to figure that stuff out. Um, and then once we got figured out, we started the show. But yeah, it was probably about like nine and change when we started. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> George, George yeah. had had a long day too. Yeah, and plus you know the whole everything was and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, yeah, I hadn't been sleeping like two days. Yeah, I was I was just kind of like dropping out. They'd be talking, and I'm like, "Are they hollering for me?" <laughs> <laughs> the other Did thing I picked name? up on was <laughs> that Steve can't count backwards from ten to one. Nope, nope. You went ten, nine, eight, six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> I was cracking up. I was like, "Did I catch that?" <laughs> I played it back. I didn't even catch it. It was yeah, fun being a listener for a people, week. It was. How many people caught that? <laughs> we we moved the order around, so I'm sure the number was wrong. And yeah. Steve's a little bit like Ron Burgundy, so yes. what, whatever's <laughs> on the page, he'll just read it. Yep. He doesn't think too hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's oh, always man. thinking, but he just reads whatever's there. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. been my couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know whoever wants to go next. Go next. Um, I guess I could go next. So yeah, it's, you know, I was, I was in Virginia and Saturday came around. I, sorry, Friday. I couldn't make, um, the sim on Friday. So sorry, everyone. Um, I got so much shit going on at the new house and, and trying to get everything sorted. But so that was, so Friday I couldn't make it, but Saturday I went and my wife was driving back from Jersey that day so i was like i'm gonna it's a it was a beautiful day and i was like i'm gonna take the kids and we're gonna go to the rc field um first try to go to the one that's closest to me which is in petersburg mid virginia but the gate was closed seemed like no one was there okay so you know the next closest club was richmond area rc so we just said screw it let's go for it and it was like a 20 minute drive from the other field so it wasn't too bad uh, we got there, and it's like set back on like, like really set back in farmlands. It's it was quite interesting how much dirt road you actually travel before you even get to the field. Um, but I got to the field and it was cool. You see a little clearing, and it's um, it's not big. Like there's a the grass is super short. Like you know, I wouldn't say it's putting green, but it's very close. But then after that, like, you know, you had some weeds and stuff. And and basically you had all this, like, airfield you can use, this, like the, you know, the airspace. You have all the airspace you can use. But the actual, like, kind of like where the pits area is with the um, – there's a carport there and stuff like that. It was actually kind of small. Um but it's weird because it's such a small like pits area, but the field, the airspace is so huge. Um, it was weird to fly there, so I did fly a couple packs on the Kraken 580 electric, and um, I almost dumped it. Oh man, on the second flight, I almost dumped it in because 
the field is the airspace is so big. Before I knew it, I'm like, huh, I'm a little bit out there. Hmm. I think the tail's facing oh, no. the left side. <laughs> um, I think the tail's facing left side. But I, I, last time I remember, I was upright. So let me give it positive and a little roll. I was like, okay, good. Yep. Okay, I guessed the right way. <laughs> so I think oh, I was man. able to save it, and I brought it back. I was like, okay, note to self: don't give too much negative. Like, don't punch out too much because it just goes and. You know, with no reference, like we have reference at Polda because we have a, a you know, tree line in the back. Yeah. With no reference, it just goes on and on and on. And that 580 was like size of an Oxy-3, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, it's a bit out there. Let me bring it back. So, um, but yeah, no crisis averted, no issues, you know. <laughs> um, I can't say that I've done that <laughs> this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did meet two members there. Actually, it was one member. And it was kind of interesting because the member I met, and I, I'm terrible with names, one of the guys was the member and guy's friend. I think the guy's name was uh, Worth, like W-R-U-R-T, Worth. And his friend was Lyle. But basically, um, Wirt was actually a member of the Mid-Virginia Airfield, too, because he was wearing the, the club hat. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I was talking to him about going there. And he says that, like, both of these fields, he's a member of both. Both of these fields, like, aren't very, like, are used a lot when there's very calm days. But if there's any bit of wind, like, the other members won't come out. It was not windy at all. There was absolutely, like, there was maybe, you know... At the pits area, you might feel like a little five mile per hour breeze here and there, but up in the sky, like like they they were flying big three D airplanes. They're like, no, there's no wind up there. It's fine. I didn't feel any wind when I was flying the helis, you know. Nice. So I'm thinking like I'll probably join both these clubs because of the location being so close. And if one is just kind of you know maybe the flight line's a little bit busier or. Um, you know, it's too calm of a day where there's a lot of folks out there. Maybe I'll just, you know, try the other field or, or vice versa and stuff. So I'm thinking of joining both of these clubs to just support both clubs and also just kind of, you know, because these are both fields that are like less than one field is less than it's less than 25 minutes away. And the other one, I think, is less than 40 minutes away. The Richmond one, I think, is like 35 minutes. So I don't mind supporting these local clubs, even if, you know, I don't fly there too often just so that. You know, these kind of fields, you know, they stay active as much as possible, right? Yeah, that's cool, man. So, yeah, the kids loved it. Um, Hunter really likes helicopters. (laughs) Does he? Was he trying to get it? Yeah, like he wasn't trying to run after or anything like that. Like I made sure Chloe kind of like held him back, you know. But he was like, as soon as I landed, he's like, my turn, my turn. The guys are like, oh, it's his turn. (laughs) Let him get a crack at it, you know. Um, Yeah, so... Well, I'm on the I'm on the website, and I thought uh-huh. it was funny that it says seasonal flight restrictions uh, September 1st to April 5th. Yeah, uh, for hunting. Yeah, if no hunters are present. Yeah, <laughs> like that's great. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's also interesting that uh, so I was talking to the, the the member there, and I was like, "So, what's the deal with the field? Like, is it owned by the state or privately owned or whatever?" And he says, "Yeah, it's it's private owned that the club rents from." So right next door, there's, you know, you hear dirt bikes and motorcycles. Yeah. And it's a, 
the guy who lives next door owns the property and he's a big, big dirt bike, big motorcycle guy. So he has a, a, a motorcycle school there and he rents out the field to the RC club because he just has more land and knows what to do with it. So, um, so that's pretty interesting that, you know, yeah. they, they, there are a lot of old events and do all that stuff, you know, dirt it's, bike it, boot camp, it says. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So it's just technically a private field, you know, privately owned. So we can do kind of what we want as long as we don't miss, you know, anger the uh, landlords. But yeah, kind of like the idea of not being like a state owned thing, you know, because I know we've had some complications with things being owned by the county or the state. Yeah. Um, so not, not many, but yeah, not it, many. It's but, you part know, of it. Like, yeah. Just like barbecuing, right? Like for us to barbecue, we'd have to get a permit for that day and stuff like that, you know, for a club event yeah and you know they don't have that issue here obviously so we were saying this weekend how great it would be to have a fire pit and we're like yeah but we yeah. can't do that right <laughs> um other than that that's really it that saturday after that saturday that sunday morning i i got up hooked the trailer and drove back to jersey so i'm recording from a i would say like a 95 percent empty house <laughs> um Back in Jersey, trying to get this thing going. Nice. Get it up for sale. All right, who's next? Who I can go. Yeah, all right, go, George. Well, I uh, I was been cleaning up, getting ready for the Halloween fly-in, and been going through some stuff under the table, and I'm going through a bunch of boxes. I had a bunch of Blade 230S boxes, some of them were first gen. I was just getting rid of them, so I was going through them, making sure there wasn't anything left in them. And, um, so one of them felt kind of heavy. I thought, don't I have a, a version one here? Yeah. So I got it out, bound it to my radio and I thought, you know, I'm going to fly that thing. So I got it out and started flying it and, and I was running out there in between never meeting during the day and flying it, you know, around the hangar and stuff, just having awesome. a ball with it. It's so such a nice day. So then I got out uh, that MD500, that red one, flew it some and got the, I, then a few days ago, I had the uh, the big gray UH1N, eight, the 800 size out, flying it around some. So nice. just trying trying to get some flights in so that I, uh, you know, can get out here and fly and enjoy myself during the event yeah it's mm-hmm. coming up isn't it yeah it'll be here tomorrow before you know it yeah but, uh, that's really what i've been doing the most of. i mean i have flown quite a bit for a week i've been so busy mowing and stuff but i guess just because it's been so nice mm-hmm. um i mean it's just been absolutely perfect like in the low 70s shirt sleeve and short weather and uh um, it's been really nice. I have mowed until I have got blisters on my on my hands from the bars on that uh, on that mower. I mean, I have been trying to get everything caught up from where I was down in Dalton. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, two weeks really puts you behind. And uh, I can relate to Andy when he's you know down for rain and stuff like that. It just keeps piling up and. Yeah, then, then there you go. But about 
about have everything under control. He's talking about having a fire pit. I dug mine out the other day and got my shoulder all out of whack. I've got both my rotator cuffs are torn all to pieces. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. But I got like three big old uh, wheelbarrow loads of uh, ash out of that fire pit. It had been so long since I dug it out. I forgot how deep it was. But uh, so looking forward to that, sitting around with a bunch of friends around the campfire and you know, having a good time in the evenings. George, we'll have a little country bowl on Saturday. George, I've been getting up and going to work. It's been 40 when I leave the house already. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting cold up here. Yeah, I mean, it's been like that in the mornings. When I go out in the mornings, it's kind of a little cold. But uh, I'll just turn the fireplace on here in the hangar and stand over there until it you know, warms up a little bit. Nice. And then in the afternoons have the air conditioner on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and working on a few 3D printed parts and stuff like that. But I haven't been hitting that as hard. I'm getting ready to print a, a big, huge jet for... Uh, for Daryl Sprayberry, he's going to make a plug out of it. So, oh, wow. nice. It's going to yeah. be huge. Here he is. It's going to be. I mean, he doesn't be, work on anything small. <laughs> eight foot wingspan MiG fifteen. Holy cow! Yeah, wow. with with a with a turbine in it. Mm. So nice. Be pretty cool. I've already got the files. All I have to do is just blow it up. I think 175% of what it already is and yeah. uh, just print it out with uh, a heavy exterior wall. But uh, I guess that's it. So that how, working. how many kilograms of filament do you expect that will take? Yeah, right. I'd say probably one and a half uh I don't know. I'd say probably about 15 kilos. Yeah. Dang. That's a lot. Yeah. Good job, George. Now I can't get any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been buying some of this off the wall stuff off of the internet for like twelve ninety nine a roll. If you buy 10 rolls at a time. No, are you still with the JMO brand? I use I use some of them, and then there's another one I forget it's GTS 3D or something like that. Mm-hmm. Probably the same bunch. Who knows? Oh, GST 3D. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's it. Nice. But uh, I just cranked the heat up on it and squirt it through there. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, I'm running my PLA most of the time on the Ender 3 Pro. At like 220. Wow. Head head temperature. And um, yeah, I'm like 225, 230 sometimes, depending. Just on this, is just on regular PLA. Yeah. See, and I always wonder, like the tolerance of the sensor itself, you know, because I know it's two machines will be completely different, but I don't know if it's mm-hmm. going to be that yeah. far different. You know. They're quite. I mean, it's like my my. Max, it has, uh, I usually run it at about 195, and it does fine. Same filament. Oh, so okay. I, I, I'm with you. The sensors are probably 
you know, who knows? If they're within 10 degrees Celsius, I'd be surprised. Yeah. I just kind of tweak them, even the leveling of the bed and everything on them. I, I just kind of tweak it as it goes. If it's a large print, as it starts up, you can really, first couple of rounds, you can really get it good and tweaked on the bed, whether it's perfectly level or not. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to starting some more of them big print. Nice. What have you been up to, Andy? Uh, still no flying. Ugh. I know. I'm going to go back sorry. to George. <laughs> You're going to have to kick me off the show. <laughs> no. I did do the Sim on Friday, which is fun. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I had to cut out a little bit early because I had everyone here, both my kids and Tima. So, you know, I wanted to spend a little bit of time with them, mm-hmm. but still had fun. I bought some blades and I get? was able to snag a set of the Revo blades from Nick Maxwell. Very uh, nice. Yeah. He only had, he only had a few sets and I grabbed one of them. Nice, so, dude. I'm sorry to everyone else that was wanting a set, but, uh, he sent a bunch to, Peak Aircraft. Chuck over at Peak Aircraft. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's sold out by now, though. Yeah. So, I think uh, last I saw, Nick said he was going to start getting like some each week. So, maybe he'll he'll get a better supply going. Mm-hmm. Have I just received them yesterday, so I obviously haven't had a chance to test them or anything so, yet. How they but, look, though, huh? With the weird root being so long. It's not as long as I was expecting. I mean, yes, it's long, but she said, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin, if I had a dollar for every time I'd heard that, (laughs) (laughs) you buy a Diablo. A big one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Big, big Diablo. No, I mean, they look, I didn't take them out of the package. They look quality. Nice, I mean, they're yeah. almost solid black. There's zero color to them. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how well they'll show up. Um, you know, how much the disc will show up, but whatever. They look cool. They look quality. The The leading edge, the, the wrapped leading edge looks pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. So I'm looking forward to trying them out. Of course, now I have to get something flying to put them on. Because mm-hmm. I yeah. never did fix my XL power. I oh, guess yeah. I could put them on the gasser, but that seems nah. silly. I don't know yeah. why I would do that. Go to XL power. Send XL it to like power, 360. Yeah, get like a know. thousand revolutions per <laughs> minute. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to go that much. Maybe four. Right? What do you say it can hold? Four, four something? It can yeah. Hold? yeah, like four or 420 maybe. Yeah. Which the XL is already pretty fast. Right. Especially uh-huh. if you crank up the head speed. So. It should be cool. We'll see. <laughs> it'll lose orientation. That thing goes, it'll flip so Pro- quick. Yeah, watch. I'll cr- yeah, I'll crash them the first 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to hear what you think if you ever do get back to flying. Yeah, I'll get back to it someday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Saturday or someday? Yeah, someday. Nice. Couple weeks. That's all I've been up to. Just farming. Been in a cornfield today, 
plan to be tomorrow and Thursday, probably working late. So, nothing too exciting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I did get a chance to work on the Miata a bit. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear that. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, so the wire harness is in. So, it's I want to start, like... Getting you, everything else inside the dash built up. Did you, did you yeah. just buy a harness or did you make it? No, no, I'm, I'm putting the stock harness back in right now. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess from the last time I spoke about the Meowth on the show, the roll cage is done, fully welded, fully painted, sanded down, grinded down, like try to make it as neatest looking as possible. Um, so that's all in the car. The interior was all painted white on the inside part. Like, you know, like the doors I didn't do, but. It's fine. And the door jams, I'm going to kind of <clears throat> work on that a little bit later on. But the interior is painted, roll cage is in. So I started putting the wire harness all back in. And I have my pedals. And now I have my steering rack column is all back put put, put together now. So I can steer the car now. Um, Got to work on the brakes, I think, next. But beyond that, I think uh, it's going to get ready to put on the trailer possibly tomorrow. And then towed down this weekend to Virginia. So hopefully it's uh, up to – it's good enough that I can tow it down with no problem. So I was kind of rushing to get that done while I was you know, also packing up the house and trying to clean the house. So much work. But, yeah. But, yeah, made some progress on the Miata. I'll have some videos up soon. Cool. Nice. The pictures look great. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the wife seems to be holding up okay, you know? <laughs> I'm, like, stepping in the car and all, trying to get the wire harness in and stuff. So I'm like, ugh, maybe I should put some cardboard down so I don't mess it up too much, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, it seems to be holding up. So we'll see. Thanks. Okay, are we ready to move it on to the main topic here? I'm ready. All right, so how's it holding up? Mm. Well, I'm 53, so... Yeah, so not so well, huh? Yeah, it's all pretty good. <laughs> Just got to take that in consideration. Yes, yes. All uh, right. So I think the first kind of bullet point that we have here is kind of talking about the things that we've reviewed in the past and how they're holding up to today's, you know, use, right? Like, are you still using it? Are you still flying it? So I, I don't even know what we reviewed. <laughs> So kind of, I guess. Uh, I know a turns. few of the things that I've I've reviewed. Yeah, I think one of them was the FT Radiant, right? Yeah, how's that holding up, Kevin? Yeah, how's that holding? That is the internal plastic parts and the motor I still have, and the LEDs <laughs> and the wings. Okay. It was funny because yeah. when I got to the field, there's another guy that has the you know has one, and he was he was like, um, uh. Do, do you have any of those extra screws of those for the wings? Because I, I can't seem, you know, you lose them, and I can't seem to find them. I'm not sure what cu- what size they are. And I was like, I think they're M3s. They look, you know, that or they're, you know, 2.5. So uh, he must have got some during the day because after I crashed, I was like, John, you need those screws? <laughs> you need a set of wings? He's like, no, I got wings. I got screws. I need a wing. You need a wing? Yeah. My... One of my wings, the LED, never worked. Oh. Like half of it out at the tip. Well, I ripped out the LEDs. Well, never mind. I was thinking about doing something. I don't really need it anyway. Completely different. I might as well just throw mine off a cliff somewhere. I'm never going to fly it again. Yeah. 
I mean, it was a it was a good idea. I think they relied on the AS3X too much, and I said it time and time again. Like, why would you put a six channel radio in that thing and not be able to change like the colors? Yeah, or the, or the speed. I, I thought yep. that was they I cheaped out on that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I love those guys, but man, that was a real bummer. But that definitely is one of the things I reviewed. And I mean, it was kind of holding up. Like I said, every time I flew it, I had to really trim it out again. Uh, yeah. I didn't like the way that the they had these the like horseshoe staples that held the two pushrod tubes to the body. And I mean, if the foam mm. is not dense enough, those things were right. pushing they in and out. out. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. And I don't know. I had I had a couple other issues with it, like the elevator would rotate the tail a little bit as it was going up and down. And yeah, I noticed that too. Like it would pull and it would basically rotate the whole tail by pulling. Yeah, on the foam, like the it wasn't structurally like rigid enough. But I mean, it's a sailplane, so I'm sure they meant to have some flex in it. Yeah, or it was true. okay with some flex, I should say. But yeah. And the other thing I think I reviewed was the Oxy-5, right? Did I do a review mm, on yes. that? Yes. And that little bastard is holding up amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have not done anything to that. I still have the stock skids on it. Devin was making faces at me this weekend when I was like, well, <laughs> I haven't crashed it yet. And he's like, oh, oh. I'm like, no, I haven't. Maybe when I there you you know, go. put it in, I'll. I'll change them out. Mm-hmm. I haven't done anything. I haven't done any of the upgrades that they, you know, suggested to it. I just take it out and fly it, man. Have you been enjoying it? Oh, hell yeah. Without all those upgrades. Hmm. I have. <laughs> I've been enjoying the hell out of it, man. And I haven't been easy on it. I've ordered it a few times and brought it in a little, you know, little sketchy and, Mm-hmm. Definitely beating the crap out of it. I would like to hook up the ESC to the Neo, though. See if I can get some, at least the amperage. I'm curious my amp draw. That's the only thing I'm really curious on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Did I review anything else? I'm trying to look back to see. The Shrike? That mm-hmm. plane. That Now, there's a completely different plane from the... From the Radiant. That yeah. is uh, denser foam. Uh, I think it would have been nice on the Radiant if they used the same type of connectors on the Shrike where you you know, you know connect the wings up and you don't have to connect. You don't have to physically connect the servo wires. Mm-hmm. You know, that just goes right in. Okay, yeah. That would have been a good idea because I think the Shrike actually has flaps on it. So there is like a six-point you know, point connection there. Okay. And they had had engineered just a little piece that slides in to hold the wings in place, and the canopy like holds that piece in place. But even without the canopy, you're not pulling the wings out. If there's any you know force on it, it's going to hold that pin in. Mm-hmm. And that plane's been flying good, man. That's a that was a good purchase for like 140 bucks. Mm-hmm. I think that's been it. Yeah. There's an Oxy 4 Max, which I think Andy. Yep, that was mine. Still got it. Yeah, how's that going? Uh, I haven't done anything to it. I don't fly it really all that often. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, when I do fly it, I try to beat it up. 
as as much as I can, which is not a lot. But yeah, it just keeps going. Really, nice. no issues. No issues. No maintenance. Right, you had to do no, nothing. I really have No, I haven't done anything to it. Nice. Uh, the other thing I did was the XL Power Spectre 700. Oh, yeah. And, and that's when it wasn't crashed, it was still doing well. <laughs> but I will say, even when it crashes, it's very inexpensive to fix. Yeah. You know, it's like 50 bucks if you really plow it in, plus blades, mm-hmm. which is not bad for no. 700. And. Uh, there's some upgrades and stuff on it. I think they've changed the tailbox uh, a couple times. I haven't done any of the upgrades on that either. And just keep flying it. So I would say it's holding up pretty well. Nice. Awesome. No issues. <clears throat> so we did do a Blade 230S review, but Kevin and I, who reviewed originally, we don't actually own this. This was the club helicopter. Um, for training, but George, you have one, right? I've got several of them. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of that helicopter and how it's holding up? They're, they're phenomenal. I mean, you can, Mm -hmm. you know, you can crash it in of all the crashes I've had at the house and stuff. I've got vinyl siding on my house and, um, I have never cracked or damaged any siding with an airplane, but I broke piece, <laughs> I broke a piece of siding with a blade two thirty. I hit it I hit it so hard. I mean I I was mm-hmm. doing high speed passes at the end of the house here underneath the power lines <laughs> and uh, just got a little too close to the house there and smacked it. And I think for maybe forty bucks worth of parts and maybe an hour worth of taking it apart and putting it back together and making sure everything worked right. Um, it's back flying again. Nice. So, awesome. yeah, I, I did lose one one time. I was flying it. I had it way up high over some trees, and I was just going to, you know, fly across those trees and walk underneath them. And then on the other side, I was going to come out and just fly on out in the field. And that was the last I ever saw. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I remember that. I have no idea where it went. Yeah, oh. it was crazy. But they're just fantastic little helicopters it's the best way to really see if somebody thinks they want to get into helicopters um, yes I, did, I just traded a, a guy helped a uh, airplane for for a, a, a version two that he bought thinking he might you know enjoy flying the helicopters and he, he hung on to it for a year now and he you know gave it plenty of time but he says it's just not his thing so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I traded him out of it. He's supposed to bring it over to Halloween flying, but but um, I think they're really good for that too. You can get into it relatively cheap, even if you crash a few times and have to fix it. Mm-hmm. You can see you can see pretty fast if it's going to be your thing or not. Yeah, get a, get a yeah. feel for it. Yeah, that's yeah. an excellent point, George. Because mm-hmm. if you got a Spectrum radio, it's very inexpensive to get yeah. one going. Like Two twenty or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like two hundred, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you can find them, you can find them used in good shape all the time for about you know about fifty. Yeah, awesome. If you can't call me, <laughs> <laughs> all right. George might have some for sale. 
for some reason, he has like half a dozen of them. So, <laughs> well, I like to put them in little scale bodies. Uh huh. Yeah. Especially with the brush tail. I mean, the uh, brushless tail and stuff. Like the dual yeah. motor setup is so simple to put in scale, right? Exactly. Nice. Like little miniature sky cranes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else did we review? Um, I did do a review on the Mikado V-Control Touch. Hmm. How's that holding up? How is that holding up? It's holding up really well. Okay. No more trouble with the software? I don't know. I use it as my simming controller. Oh. So it's been holding up really well for that. <laughs> like spot on, not even one single so, issue since. So it works perfect as long as you don't have to transmit anything. <laughs> no. <Wow. laughs> uh probably gonna get some shit for that. No, it's it's you know, I haven't really been using it just because I don't know. I don't know. So I, after I had those issues, I kinda put it away for simming, right? Just use it for sim, but um just recently I just I have it now. I've always left it at my old house or like the house in Jersey. So now recently I moved it to the um, the Virginia house and now I have both. So I can kind of fly both. But um, I am going to reach out to Mikado and just kind of have them do a once over on it. Make sure everything is good before I trust some expensive helicopters and expensive dangerous helicopters in the air with it. Yeah. I just don't want to have any issues with it like, um, you know, booting up and getting all weird with that, that weird lockout screen that I used to get and stuff. So I want to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Right. Uh, so you don't want to go to a new club and be like, Hey guys, I, I fly helis. And I go, Oh, those are dangerous. Yeah. And, and go then, out there and crash one into the pits or something. Right. So exactly. Pretty much horrible. Yeah. That'd be the worst first impression. Worst you case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> to a, to a club that like, you know, for the most part is airplane, you know, I'll be so. like, see, I told you those things were dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing interesting about that club, um, I was looking at the board, you know, it has like the officers. Yeah. And I was looking at it, and I'm looking down, and one of the names point, you know, kind of pointed out at me, and I was like, oh, look, it's Ray Lepper. He's the webmaster. Oh, He's nice. a member of this club, yeah. Sweet. So, so interesting. Nice. But, all right, yeah. Uh, beyond that, we did have like a Mavic review, which was from Rybert. We did right. have some reviews on. Um, uh, what was it? Mike came on the show and he reviewed the the flight controller from Spectrum, right? Yes, yeah. that and I thought he did one other one with that. Like he kind of combined two reviews. I'm trying to look that up. But we got to we got to get Mike back on the show sometime soon. I just talked to him this weekend and he did bring up that Spectrum. We were talking about you know controllers mm. and neos mm-hmm. and different things and yeah. the icon and he's just like everybody else that gets anything that's integrated, whether it's Jetty or, you know, Mikado, he's mm-hmm. so thrilled with the fact that he can land a helicopter, dip, 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 make a few changes, and he's right back up. Yeah. You know, just, it's, I don't know, man, it's just such a game changer. So I wonder what his opinion is because he's done the, you know, for the Ford programming from, I think he's done the programming from the Icon and Spectrum, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I know he's definitely done the, you know, the Spectrum Flybrows unit with the IX12 that he has, uh, and now he has a V control. And I wonder, like, what he's going to say about that integration. Like, how do they all stack up? You know, integration for integration. You know, 
yeah. for each one. I'm, I'm <laughs> I know my answer. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm curious to see his take on it though, and like what aspect of does one he does he like you know from one over the other to the other and stuff. Be interesting to pick his brain on that. Oh, it was also the uh, smart ESC, right? Then wasn't he messing with that too? I believe so. Yeah, that was part of the whole package. All right, so those are the things that we've personally reviewed, and you know, kind of catching up on how they're holding up. You know, a year, two years later, um, how are other things holding up for you that you guys bought? You know, that we haven't reviewed, right? Like maybe some supporting equipment, some batteries, or just kind of your overall stuff that you have that you use in a hobby. How long? You know, how have they been all holding up? I've got a bunch of stuff that I've reviewed promotion, uh, mm-hmm. like jets and planes and stuff. And sure. when I look when I look around the hangar here, what has survived the different purges, you know, over time that the planes that I still fly and the ones that I really, really like, I can I can kind of tell you um one of my all time favorites was the, the big uh, twin uh eighty millimeter A ten. That thing is just such a you know it's a hog. It, it's such a cool plane. It it flies fantastic. It's it's tough. I've uh, I've broken the nose wheel off of it before when I didn't know how to fly it, and it's been very forgiving. And it's still I can get it down and take it out there and and not even blow the dust off of it. Just check it and all my flight control surfaces and then fly it. And it's just a good go-to jet. Yeah, for for a really big jet, and then I would say probably second one would be it'd probably be a tie for first, but the Mirage. It's an eighty millimeter and Delta wing, and I love to fly stuff high alpha and slow, and just you know be able to come in real slow, almost straight up, and then just power out of it and go on. I've I've fixed a lot of those where I've lightened them down and just made hand launchers. What's cool about the jet is straight out of the box with the recommended battery, you can hand launch the thing. Just underhand pitch it in the air, full throttle, and fly the thing. It's it's a very versatile thing. You can fly it super fast, one of the fastest jets they've got, especially with the new end runner. Or you can do like me and play around with it high alpha. I've got an afterburner in one of mine, and uh, it's the RC Geek one that that's got the little flicker before it comes on. Oh, nice! And um, it's a real crowd pleaser. And I don't care to crash them. I've got fuselages piled up here, um, you know, spares and ones that are really messed up, ones that are not too messed up, and ones that are pretty decent, you know, and. Uh, they're kind of like stunt planes. We we have a ball out of them. Then another EDF, I would have to say, that's been a really good one that I've had for a long time and flown it tons of times and never had one single issue with it, whether it was flying or the mechanics, electronics, or anything, is the Freewing MiG-21. That is just a phenomenal jet. I've got one of the RC Geek after burners in it as well. And... Nice. It's just such a good flying jet. It's another one, kind of a semi-delta wing. Let's see. I would say 
I haven't reviewed any helicopters, of course, other than like that little late 230, but um, I was talking earlier before before the show. Um, I really like the Synergy E7 stuff. I've started using it for some of my scale projects as a, uh, you know, just using the mechanics. Maybe even like I've got one that I'm using a, a Vario three-blade tail set up on it, but I've just machined a adapter between the uh, square Synergy torque tube and the, the Vario ends. Oh, and nice. uh, they're they're just really I, I really like them. I bet I bet they were really, uh, really really popular with people. Mm-hmm. Easy to work on. I like the way the servos mount in it, and uh, just a a really beefy looking setup. I really like it. Another one, I, I, the other one I've got I've got it in uh, that big that seven hundred size MD five hundred, and if you put if you put it beside like a, a T Rex uh, seven hundred, other than the main shaft being ten millimeter, everything about it is just a lot beefier. The tail box setup and everything, and uh, so far it's really been holding up good. Nice. Yeah. So Anything if you have else? any have any Synergy E seven junk laying around, you know, holler at me. Chuck's really fixed me up in the past. Mm. Good um, Chuck. Yeah. I tell you, probably my all-time favorite, probably the best, biggest bang for the buck was the old Hobby King B-17. I still got um, several of those, and they're just such an awesome plane. They look good. They're pretty scale-looking. They weren't that bad expensive. They've had several different kind of version tweaks on it, and um, it's always a crowd pleaser when it's in the air. Nice four engine bomber humming through the air sounds pretty good, even as a little electric. Mm-hmm. Nice, but, uh, yeah. That's a really that's a that's a good bargain right there. I still got the Sequoias, the Park Zone Sequoias, the green one, uh, mm-hmm. the one that Steve sold me or gave to me, and. The one I purchased, that was a good deal because, man, I bought that used and flew the hell out of it. Yeah, you really flew the hell out of it. Once I got a chance to f- figure out how to land it correctly, <laughs> it was an even better plane. I got a blue one. It, it's it's another go-to plane, yeah. Yeah. But I have some Gen Zace batteries that held up for, man, probably seven years now. Wow. Yeah, they're still in, in pretty good shape. Pulse, I've had good luck with, and I've had immediately bad luck with. Like, mostly good luck, you know, but every now and then I get a a clunker that I got to either send back or just write off, you know. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't write them off. I mean, you should be able to send them back if you have issues right off the bat. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yep. But if I bought it used or whatever, which Mm, I don't don't do anymore. All the scale. Sorry. But now that I'll, I'm getting I'll, into these these smaller, like, RC stuff, these droids and stuff that I'm doing for, like, my nephew's kid or whatever, or my brother-in-law's kids, I think I'll probably, ah, you know what, I I don't even know if I'll use those batteries. Anything I, I make for myself, I might make two-cell versions of them or just one-cell versions of 
those batteries. You know, maybe take them apart. Uh huh. See if I can figure that out. But my uh, couple of things I've other things I bought used have been uh, holding up pretty good. My six ninety holds up pretty good, as long as I don't dunk the tail in the dirt doing an auto and then it freaking mm-hmm. which i did this weekend and luckily the the tail just like the belt got loose and uh i I checked it i took it apart and checked it over the weekend and the roller had a little okay. scar on it but it wasn't completely you know dug in like i've had before sure yeah which, which you know what i was thinking you know i could do yearly maintenance on that thing and just get side frames and rollers for it you know every year i'd fly it a lot uh, the other thing that's been holding up for me has been my my charger. My charger's been mm. holding up great. My eye charger that's been going on man years. I've had that. That's the uh, oh my god the three hundred six the eye charger three hundred eight three hundred six. I can never remember. I think it's a three hundred six. Yeah, I think so. That's been holding that's... up great, man. Twenty four yeah. volts. And uh, my case is, you know, my case I kind of designed and 3D printed myself. And that, that's, mm-hmm. I've had that apart a couple of times. So it's kind of like still in that, like it's still a little bit shaky. Some bolts are missing out of that. But I was going to redesign that case and I never did. Yeah. But that's been holding up good too, man. Uh, You know, the the charger for sure, man. Anything else I can't even think that that I use, you know, that's old or whatever. Yeah. Done a review on or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think I've had that good luck with chargers. <laughs> I mean, my charger still works, but one one of the I you know, I haven't really even troubleshooted. I can't even say it's a charger or not. It could just be I think my balance board is bad on it on the left channel. Um so the Revelatrix dual power lab six touch is what I have. P I think it's like yeah, PL six DL or something like that or whatever. Um it's a great charger. It works really well. But for some reason, my left channel gets like a weird safety cell check error. And it could be because, you know, I have it built into a case and the case has, um, I guess, an extender for the balance plug. So I think that thing has gone bad. So I have to take it apart and kind of test it out and see what happens when I try to plug in a battery directly. But like right now, that that side, I don't really it's charge lipos with it because... It always throws like a weird balance error. So that's funny because uh, my, the one Mike D gave me uh, was doing the same thing. Uh, he said it was getting some kind of charge issue. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what he has. I don't think he has a Rev Electric. So I think he has. Uh, I'm not sure what he has. I think he has eye chargers and and then he also has some um, ISDT, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the eye charger. It's definitely a dual charger. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because he said, you know, I spoke to the company and they were like, yeah, it's it's we know what the problem is. It's a transistor. And so he gave it to me and he's like, if you want to, you know, mess around with it, go ahead. And I opened up the back of it and there's like 21 transistors in this thing. Oh, like, my God. Soldered the board. I'm like, holy shit, it's all transistors. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah, he's had a similar problem with his. Yeah, so it could be just with that that breakout board thing. Um, you had a four ten, didn't you, before that one? I did, but that smoked up. Yeah, yeah. I lost a four ten also. Yeah, 
great charger. It worked so oh, well for it. so many years, and then it just went poof. In a lot of ways, I liked it better than the yeah the Rev Electrics. Yeah, I mean, mm. some ways the bump's pretty nice though. Yeah. But I find I don't even use the bump because I don't buy more tags. So, like, as the batteries start to grow old and, you know, become out of service, like, I don't end up replacing those tags. So, Wow. Lazy. I don't know. Yeah, just laziness. And, I like, you know, yeah, it's really just laziness. I, 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 I have a feeling I even have tags somewhere. <laughs> like I know I bought a bunch and I have them right. somewhere, but right. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and at this point I'm just like, Oh, here's a battery. I'm going to use this, <laughs> you know, and I'll just fly that battery until it goes dead, <laughs> you know? So, um, trying to think what else, what else do I use? Um, I got to say one of the, the biggest changes that I made in the hobby was, um, battery connectors. And okay. I, I'm really still like a firm believer of, um, you know, what are they called? The D6 Supra. What are, what's it? Supra X, RC Pro Plus. RC Pro whatever. Plus, yes. D6. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the RC Pro Plus connectors. I'm, I'm a big fan of their connectors from day one. And so far, they're holding up fantastic. No regrets at all. Yeah. They haven't failed me at all. They've been great. Mm hmm. But that, that, that I think is, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything negative about that, but, uh, I think that's like, I think, I think if, when people get used to using like a different connector, uh, you know, they get used to soldering it and getting all set up, they just get in that groove, then that's just it for them. They, you know, they would say the same thing about other connectors. Yeah. Yeah. I bought like three packs of those. D6s. Uh-huh. They're still in the package. <laughs> I'm still rocking the EC5s because wow. I'm too lazy to change them all. I was like, okay, I'm going to switch over. And I started looking at like 10 helis and like, you know, 30 batteries. I'm like, eh, I'll do it later. Yeah. And you got to make a couple like, charge leads. It's been know? like three years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, eh, fuck it. EC5s are working fine. When I start having a problem, then I guess I'll get serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else we use? Not really. I mean, my generator, but that's not really RC thing. But that's been... That's well, part of the hobby, though. And yeah. I guess guys have had some good luck with those real small sportsman generators. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I personally don't use that. I, have, I like my uh, my one from Home Depot. It's been, been good. Mm-hmm. I've had that for a long time. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember the last time I brought a what generator. Do you, <laughs> what do you have, Kevin? Uh, the uh, Ryobi? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did you ever get yours fixed, Steve? That you blew up? Oh yeah, yeah. That was a big one. Yeah, I got that fixed. It was just a, a regulator on it. As soon as I replaced it, powered right back up, and had, nice. you know no problems with amperage coming out, and voltage. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Kevin. No, that's, I was going to say the same thing that Steve was saying. You know, I don't even bring mine to the field because Mike D brings a rather large generator, and he's always like, "Just plug in over here," you know. So I haven't really brought mine. The last couple months, I've been going to the field. Maybe once in a while, when he's like, "I'm not bringing my generator," you know, I'll bring mine. Yeah, 
That reminds me, I need to go start my generator. It's yeah. not been run since February. You and me both. My bigger one. Yep. Not good. Eh, it's a Honda. I'm not really worried about it. Doesn't really matter what brand it is. What yeah. gas is what uh, gas is in it. Unless it's fuel injected. If it's fuel injected, you'll probably be all right. It's a Honda with regular gas in it. It's fine. Yeah, and I usually just cut the gas off and let it run out. Mm-hmm. Like let it stall. Well, I was talking about chargers. I've got uh-huh. the the dual power lab eight uh in a case with the bump controller. And I had some few issues with it when I first got it. I built it into a rigid case with three of those or the the DPS twelve hundred power supplies, so I'm running thirty six volts. Oh wow. And I had a problem with the nice. like it, it wouldn't write to the tags. It was really weird. Uh, after talking to some folks, they said it was probably noise from the um, the power supplies. So I redid the wiring a little bit and put some chokes on the the signal wires that go from the bump to the actual charger. And that thing's been working okay. flawless ever since. Oh, I mean, nice. It, was, it works great. But I've got to say probably my most reliable thing that I've had the the best luck with is this jetty transmitter this DS16 I don't remember exactly when I got it but I think it was around the end of 2016 I bought it used it was probably a year maybe two years old at that time oh wow okay so I mean it's old but it just works perfect every time i go to get it i've not had one issue with it so far that's awesome man uh, I, I really enjoy it what else did you guys talk about batteries i don't really say i've had any batteries that were great or or whatever i will say by far the worst battery i've ever tried was a thunder power okay that thing was absolutely freaking horrible the internal resistance was so high, it measured at like 12C. It was oh supposed to gosh. be like a 40C or 45 or whatever. Jeez. Yeah, it was a piece of shit. So I would not recommend those. Um, mostly I've got the Gen's Ace. I mean, they're, they're, they've been fine. You know, I wouldn't say they're great. They've not. I think I might have lost one. Mm, like a 5,000, I think, maybe kind of started to go bad like the resistance got a little bit high but one out of i don't know eight or ten is not too bad over the last three or four years i've had a couple yeah i've had a couple pulse packs and i've not really had good luck with those not that they went bad but they started getting more voltage drop than some of the other ones so they just didn't hold up as long i'd like to try those uh hrb batteries yeah that's probably what i'm going to get next when i need need some packs is get those graphenes even though they're super heavy i hear good things about them i've got a few but um the hrbs i think i've got a couple of four sale four thousands and the graphenes or the regular ones 
um, regular ones. My graphene, I got here a while back. Two, it was an eight cell setup. Yeah, but I haven't really ran them enough to tell you that much. I've had them a year, and I've probably used them four times. Yeah. Okay. I, I tell you, though, I've told you all, too, about those Roaring Top batteries before. Man, I've just had so much. I've had such good success out of them. I can't remem- remember ever having one just go bad. Most of the time, it's been from a crash. Mm-hmm. Or all, all the time, it's been just from damage where <clears throat> I'd be afraid to keep it in the drawer where it had a den or something in it. Right. And to get out there and put it on the chop block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else. I mean, airframes and stuff. I've had really good service out of my, I've still got my old Protos Max, which is the first 700 I ever built. It needs some maintenance right now, but it still flies. I mean, it still works. It needs a bearings and everything. It's, I mean, it's just overdue. I wanted to ask you about something that okay. you've got. I mean, it's not really RC equipment, but it's RC support equipment. And it's that, um, you know, you've got the little, what do they call it, one wheel? And then you've got the other, just kind of like a mini Segway. Yeah, I've uh-huh. got the little Segway thing. Yeah. 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 Tell me a little bit about those. I mean, I... I'm too old to get broken up from one of those things, but <laughs> I rode the one wheel that one day a little bit and I could see where it'd be pretty fun once you got used to it, got your yeah. balance good. Um, but I could also see me in the hospital again over something. <laughs> I'm too old to be feeling. Yeah. It. But, yeah. um, but yeah, it just really looks like a fun, that and the segue. I know the kids, when you bring them to events, they just go out of their minds over them. Right. But would you say that's something that you've, you know, enjoyed? That, that I, I know they're not cheap. They don't give them away. But uh, well, the, you, you, the, you're glad you invested in. Yes, the mini Segway is not that expensive. I think they're four hundred dollars. Yeah, about and oh. and they yeah they uh-huh. it works really well like. It's it's a good little mode of transportation, getting around a fun fly or something. Mm-hmm. Now the one wheel is super expensive. Right. Um, matter of fact, I can't remember. Is it like sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred bucks? I, I mean, just stupid, like that, yeah. stupid mm-hmm. expensive. Right at two grand, like eighteen ninety five or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the bigger off road segways too; those are way up there in price too. Yeah, a they're thousand. like three or four. Yeah. Um, but the one whale is absolute blast ride. Um, grass, gravel, dirt, trails, pavement, whatever. Right. It is more dangerous. Like you can get hurt pretty bad. If, uh, if you're not but, careful, it'll really move on. I mean, I've seen yeah. in it, like, just like you're surfing on a big wave or something. Yeah. I mean, they'll go up to like 19 mile an hour, but probably not with my fat ass on there. It's kind of depending <laughs> on weight and everything. Yeah. I saw John Cole that one night down in Morristown. He was on it and he was getting pretty cocky with it. And he'd made three or four passes going back and forth. And all of a sudden 
I don't know whether he hits a little divot or something, or he uh-huh. kind of maybe yeah. pauses. But that thing dug in, and he he just went cartwheeling. Uh-huh. You know, the, the one wheel just stopped. You know, uh-huh. It was like, I'm over this. Yeah. And it, it is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. seen a couple people do that. Uh, one guy we know was riding up and down a runway down here at House Mountain in Knoxville. And he started pushing it. And it's it's a physics thing. So it, the the motor only has so much power and can only go so fast. And once you reach that limit, if you just keep pushing, I, it has a thing called pushback where it'll, you know, rep, speed up a little bit to lift the nose to kind of signal, hey, you're, you need to yeah, slow down. Yeah, you're going too much, right? But now. if you just keep pushing through that, eventually, like, it doesn't have enough power and speed to balance you. And the uh-huh. nose will go down, what they call a nosedive. Yeah. And uh, this guy was, I mean, hauling ass up and down this runway. And he finally pushed it a little too far, Did dug the nose in, and he just did a Superman about 10 feet <laughs> through the air. <laughs> oh, man. Fell flat on his face. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. You know, Neil, you know Neil. Yeah. So he, he's, he's kind of a little kid. But, yeah, it was pretty hilarious. George, you can go to onewheel.com right now and pick up one of those. They're actually, they have a, a deal now. You buy a one wheel and it comes with a coupon for a replacement hip. <laughs> get that if you want. Yeah. It's definitely a way you can get hurt. I've it's not definitely really, a way you can get hurt. Well, I've not really taken any bad falls, but I also ride conservatively and cautiously. I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't get out on the pavement and say, "Okay, let's try to do twenty miles an hour." You know, I'm fine at cruising along at ten or eleven or twelve, wow, so I'm never pushing expensive. the limits. Yeah, they're super expensive. Damn, I think I'll walk. Yeah, the the little Segway for what they are, no more than they cost. They're pretty hard to beat if you just want to get from the from your canopy to the registration tent to the food truck and back or whatever is you that know a, like a fun fly is that a segway mm-hmm. brand that little one? uh well it's actually yes but see segway sold it's not segway really anymore oh, okay. not, not not that what's his name um invented somebody bought it out so the the little mini segways are actually this nine thing. Bot. Uh, yeah nine bot well, okay a just branded segway okay so it, it is the segway that you're thinking of but the company sold a few years ago so it's now it's made in China or whatever yeah. I don't I don't know all the exact details of of everything but it's not the same thing that what's his name invented back whenever. That was going to change the world. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't remember that guy's name. Inventor. Wasn't it Mr. Segway? No. Dean Kamen or something like that, maybe. Who? Wasn't Dean Kane? I think that was Superman. That was Superman. Yeah, that's Superman. Jimmy Hesselin invented the Segway <laughs> scooter. No, it was Dean Kamen. K. K. A. M. E. N. Known for his invention of the Segway and the iBot, whatever that was. I, I just bought. wondered it because they were just uh, 
pretty cool little little gadgets. Yeah. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, a lot of guys are getting those electric unicycles now too. They're they're a little faster. I don't know. I think they're probably a little harder to ride, to have more power and stuff. The best thing about the the one wheel is I can pick it up and stick it in a a tractor cab or a truck cab or whatever. Like mm-hmm. It's it's heavy, but it the it takes up less room than like the Segway thing. So it's easy to carry around with me. So I've used it before to like take a tractor to a field and then ride it back to the shop to get a different okay. truck or something. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. cool. like yeah. that. So I use it around here occasionally. I really haven't done much with it this summer though. So I probably need to get it out and ride it around so I don't forget how. <laughs> right. Cool. Anything else? I don't think I so. can't yeah, I can't think of anything. All right. Stuff we haven't used, but I mean, I can't think of anything specific. Okay. Oh, no, I do know one more thing I want to mention. A Microsoft Surface tablet, Mm. Surface 3 tab that I got. I put, it's basically a computer, a full blown Windows computer, but in a tablet form. Mm -hmm. I got a little case cover thing that has a keyboard. I put all my software on there, all my heli stuff, and I can throw that in a bag or whatever if going to the field. And that thing has been absolutely fantastic. Like it's super easy to carry around. It's not like lugging a big laptop. Mm -hmm. If I run into somebody that needs help setting up something or whatever, it's, it's easy to do with that. So that thing's been really handy as well. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, forget about the laptop, huh? We used to have to look that around. Yep. And it has helped me several times, even with today's technology where you don't think you'll need it, but yep. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things I rare like I almost never need it. Yeah. For one, I set myself up my stuff up, plus I have the integration so I can just tune or whatever I need to. Mm-hmm. But it seems like almost Every time, like if I go to a fun fly or if I go over to the local field and there's a bunch of guys there, inevitably somebody will need to set up something or, yep. you know, set up a mm. hobby wing or a castle or this or that or the other or adjust something. And since that tab, I mean, that tablet takes up no room, basically. It weighs mm-hmm. nothing. And so I've been able to really help a lot of people out by just having that with me. Nice, dude. That's great. Great mention. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Uh, Anything else or shall we move it on? Move it on. We can move it on. Okay. Uh, Planker segment. We We may or may not have one. Let's roll it. (laughs) Okay. Let's play. So, uh, let's play another episode of the Freefall Planker News Field Reporter segment. I forgot these. I don't know whatever this stupid thing's called.
Tidy ho, everyone. It's the Planker. And yes, I'm still alive. Haven't had too many Planker episodes lately, mostly because I really don't like these freefall guys. I'm Nah, just kidding. They're great, except except Kevin. Well. So what's up lately, you say? <laughs> Not too much. Kind of winding down the end of the uh, flying season. We're starting to we're starting to see some crappy weather up here in the northeast. In fact, while I'm talking to you, there is just snow pouring in. In the last freefall uh, episode, no, not the last one. Uh, one before that, I suppose. The guys were talking about the new uh, Spectrum uh, fly barless unit that's coming out, and I sent a nicely worded letter to Spectrum asking them if they could in install a pause button, so that you know if you're flying and you had a problem, you could just pause. <laughs> Uh, works on the that. simulator. I don't know why it wouldn't work on, you know, at the field. So we'll see how that goes. Other than that, we've got, let me see, what, what do we got here today? Uh, we've got a report from the uh, Hover Olympics. We've got uh, a blast from the past. And maybe a few other things. Here we go. Well, hey, everybody. We're, uh, we're here live at the uh, RC Helicopter Hover Olympics. Some people call them Hover Olympics. We've got, uh, let's see, one, two, three. We've got about about a dozen uh, competitors this year. We've got some spectators over on the side. Let's see what they Well, most of the spectators are uh, snoozing. They've got a couple reading a book. Uh, they're not too excited about things. Let's see how the, uh, the guys are all flying at once since they don't need a lot of room. Let me check with the ref. I see the ref is... Ah, we got two. What's that, two? Yeah, we got two disqualifications. Two pilots fell asleep. That doesn't sound like fun. What else is good? <laughs> yeah, we uh, well, you know, um, let's see. We got one or two guys here that's uh, they're eating lunch uh, while they're flying. That's amazing. And uh, there's one guy there. He's having a puff on a cigar. And I got to tell you, the excitement is just building. The tension. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. And. Uh, <laughs> The snoring. Well, let's see if we can uh, let's see if we can interview one of the guys that's finished already. How'd you how'd you make out, buddy? How was it? You see the bugs? There's bugs. There's bugs Whoa. on me. There's bugs. You see the bugs? Yeah. Uh, I feel the bugs. Yeah. The bugs. The bugs. Hey guys, I'm on the move here. I was told to uh, come downtown here to a Pauly's Arcade to meet this guy, uh, Morgan. Morgan McKenzie. I don't know why Arcade. Ah, here it is. Let's go in here. Hello. Um, I was told to ask for Morgan. Oh, yeah, Morgan. Um, yeah, Morgan, I sent him home for the day. Oh, he works here? Yeah, he works here. He, uh... He, he, he sweeps up and he uh, fixes the video machines. Okay. All right, everybody, we're off to the next location. Let's get uh, let's get going here. Okay, that was a short walk. Uh, so we're here at uh, Morgan's uh, Morgan McKenzie's house. Let's ring the bell. Hey, how are you? Are you Morgan? Uh, Morgan? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, listen, uh, Mike D, I'm for, here from the Planker Channel. We called ahead. <laughs> Dude, you got the... You got the takeout? Oh, man. Come on in. Thanks. Why does Morgan remind me of Jeff? So, uh... <laughs> oh, man, I am so glad you're here. I got a munchie so freaking bad. Whoa. So, Morgan, uh, we've been told that you, for the last uh, six years, I guess 2,190 days, uh, you've been flying every day. So I'd like to ask you some questions about that. Um, so what do you fly? Uh, you know, pretty much anything I can get my hands on, whatever the butt of the day is, man. I mean, you know. No, I mean, like, is it airplanes, helicopters, both? What is it? Oh, dude, it's whatever I can get, man. Anything to just get me whizzing smoking and doping. Dude, I I don't care. I, I grind up some dead... Cockroaches. <laughs> Wait. What? Uh, whatever I can I was get, told you you've been flying every day. Oh, dude, I've been flying every day most of my life, man. Every friggin' day. <laughs> you bet I'm flying high. I am stoned out of my bird, brother. You've been high every day? Well, yeah. What are you thinking, man? I'm the one that's high as hell, but it seems like you're the one that's a fucking asshole. Hi, thanks for calling Freefall RC Podcast. We are too lazy to answer the phone. Press 1 for Kevin. Press 2 for Steve. Press 3 for Andy. Or don't press anything since none of those buttons do anything anyway. Leave a message. Good afternoon, Mr. Ross. It's the doctor's office. We've got your test results back. And that horrible rash and the pimples and the red skin. Um, the doctor would like to talk to you about this. Apparently, you've been sticking things in there. He's not sure what you're sticking in there. Um, first, first thing is stop, and second is to come and uh, see the doctor. Hey, Kevin, it's Mike. Dude, I got it stuck again. Can you can you come over and help me get it out? It's this this time it's in the ice cream maker. Hello, and thank you for calling the Planker Channel. Please leave your message at the beep. Mike D sucks. Mike D sucks. He sucks. Mike D sucks. He's nuts. He sucks. That was a classic. That was a classic, for sure. That was a good one. Awesome. That was episode... 16, I think, from, yes, Blast from the Past. Awesome. Yeah. 
All right. Let's move it on to news and announcements. Okay. News and announcements. Okay. Power, what do we baby. have? Yeah. Power. Flex Innovations has released a 6S power setup for a couple of their 10 size planes. Mm-hmm. The Mamba 10 G2 mm-hmm. and the Piranha Super plug and play. Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm kidding. Never mind. Dude, Move on. The Mamba <laughs> 10 on 6S, that's going to be insane. Yeah. Should be fun. Wow. So I assume this is a, well, I guess it's a whole plane. Get the 60 and forget about it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, depending on what you're doing, the 10's a good size, throw in the back of the car or whatever. Yeah. Depends on how much um, Mm-hmm. I was wondering if this was like you could get the motor and stuff to upgrade your regular one. I think they're selling this as a whole plane right now with the 6S motor and mm-hmm. ESC and stuff. So maybe they'll, because, you know, like the, the 3 and 4S, you could upgrade, change the motor, go from right. 3S to 4S. They're flying on... It's their motor. It's a 20 Potenza 600 kV motor. Yeah. With 50 amp ESC. Uh, let's see. What battery were they saying? Like a. They have 15, two listed here. Yeah. I think a 15 to 1800 success. Yeah. Work. Saw that somewhere. They're selling a 1500, but uh, somewhere I read that an 1800 would work as well. Depending on, I guess, the size of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, check that out. You know, we all like Flex Innovations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What else we have? Do you guys remember the Max Fly Barless Unit? M-A-X-X. I think we mentioned it like yeah. a long time ago, but I don't. Remember, I really haven't paid attention. I don't know all that much about it. Oh, that's was a new fly barless system. Well, they are developing a transmitter to go with that. Hmm. Max transmitter. Is this more a European thing? Possibly. Probably. Maybe. You see something interesting on that picture that, that they have of the transmitter? I see a lot of interesting stuff. What I do you see, see? A, a specific logo right a in the middle. A specific logo, yes, right in the middle. Yep. Yeah, that's an Oxy logo. Yep. I wonder if this is some type of partnership with Luca. Maybe he's doing uh, the CNC work, maybe, or... Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, that's a prototype, so I who even knows if it'll look like that. The yeah. The prototype they have kind of favors a jetty with the square... Square mm-hmm. shape, aluminum type thing, and it's got the screen up top yeah, where the screen belongs. Setup. Yeah, and they also have like a little screen on the bottom, more yeah, for yeah. like I guess just like your battery level and stuff. Right, like transmitter setting wise, right? Like what your transmitter. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple interesting things is they're doing the dual band, mm-hmm. and like Jetty uses the nine hundred megahertz. They're going with the 433 megahertz for long range. How long is that antenna, huh? (laughs) Well, it's in the thing, so who knows? 
Well, usually in the thing, but also on the receivers, it would have to have quite a long antenna. Oh, I saw what you're Yeah. I don't know how they work that. They may be loaded or something, because I don't think the JD900 megahertz are really all that long. Right. I don't think they're any different, really. But I could be completely wrong on that, so don't quote me. Yeah. But you're right. Usually the lower the megahertz, the longer the oh. antenna. Yeah, the longer or bigger. Yep. Um, the other thing, too, is that, like, this is great. Like, you know, hearing of all this stuff coming out. But um, I don't know. Like, this company's, as far as I'm concerned, very brand new. Yes. They've probably I, never had a radio in the U.S. before, which means this will probably go through some heavy FCC. A couple of years. Scrutiny, <laughs> right. Exactly. Probably. Oh, yeah. look at now. This sticks out to me because I've done this type of protocol with uh, with wireless receivers that for for the the camera systems we put in some of the locations are remote, so we have to do like a wireless Cat five cable from one point to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the okay. security protocol is AES two fifty six. That's uh, I th- believe right now that's the highest security protocol you could you can possibly have. I don't know why you would have that on a radio though. I don't know. That's, that's weird. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting because that's what, what that is really talking about is, um, you know, 256 bit rate of encryption, right? Like right. how much it's encrypting the data signal, which with the companies we deal with, they have to write that every time we request that. And there's only yeah. certain companies that we, deal with when we're implementing the camera system that want that i mean that's like government level yeah it's usually high-end dod type of stuff and the thing is with that also is that like you know when you have that much encryption that means you need that much bandwidth and that much throughput right like or you're gonna have latency and it's saying that there's very very low latency like um yeah they're saying double transmit per frame for reliable and minimizing the amount of frame loss, 6.4 milliseconds frame rate. But it's three, actually transmitting 3.2, right? Yeah, 3.2 milliseconds radio transmit rate. I don't know what that means, but that's really fast if that's correct. Hmm. But, yeah, that, yeah, who knows? That encryption thing, that seems weird. I would, now, and I'm sure I would wonder, like, what a normal radio encryption is that we use like because that's the first time i've ever seen that listed and put two and two together like that it's also listed twice yeah (laughs) yeah once for the 2.4 and once for the 433 yeah interesting Uh uh-huh what okay so you guys may know i'm showing my ignorance here but what's the encryption used for for this kind of setup. I mean, does that no prevent? Idea. Yeah, that's what prevent. I'm wondering. Like, why you would no even idea. need? Well, I mean, would, would that prevent, like, uh, uh, I don't know, getting mixed channels or something, like from no. other people flying? I mean, that wouldn't have no. anything to do with that. So, no, uh, that's that's your frequency hopping, right? Like how yeah. your FHSS so auto channel why, selection. Why yeah. does it even need to be encrypted? It doesn't. No, the only reason you would encrypt it is to like, unless someone was stealing your signal and then 
altering it and then sending it out but we do everything line of sight in real time for the most part so like it wouldn't do anything it'd be no benefit of having except that to me it would seem as a con right like it would slow down the performance of the hardware because it would have to encrypt decrypt that signal every time it needs to do something Yeah, that doesn't make sense maybe this is being made for ups to deliver with drones from the guy who's gonna park his truck and send out could be. Well, it does say here <laughs> offline map loading for Mac's autopilot controller setting waypoints by touchscreen of the transmitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to be specific too, like it's not being marketed just for helicopters. This is being marketed True. for all flight. Yep. Well, y- yes, but also their, I mean, the main thing is this, is the integration with their flybarless controller. So mm-hmm. I think it's but their FlyBrowse controller is not just for RC helicopters. It does say it's airplanes okay. and drones. Hmm. But it does seem to like kind of try to buy into the, the V control type of like you know manufacturing. Right. Like I make the controller, I make the FlyBrowse unit. We have total integration and total control over it. So you know the user experience. I mean, as long as they do some good UX testing, it should be very. You know, very similar, I would say, to maybe Mikado's, you know, business model of, of how they do the V control. Yeah. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see. And I would suggest uh, anybody listening that wants to look at this, we are look, getting this information from a Facebook post from Max right. Electronics. And I put a link. There'll be a link in the show links to take you to that page to read it because there's a bunch of information here. Yeah. And. I'm pretty sure this is, I don't know if this is European or Asian in origin, but I have a feeling this info has been translated from another language. So there might be some some stuff here that reads weird, like that encryption stuff. The And, uh, it, and it does say first prototype. It's still in prototype stage so yeah they might have been thrown in those stats just because it's capable yeah i don't know yeah yeah i mean just because it's capable of that doesn't really mean you would use it or need it right oh, interesting um, luca said cannot wait on that comment yep on that post so i'm all for people making stuff yeah absolutely i mean it only helps so, mm-hmm. be interesting to see how it works and when it comes out and all of that. Yeah. Like Lucas said, I can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Another interesting thing that I saw is not very really needed for helicopters, but a, a servo channel expander that goes serial bus to PWM. Works with Jetty, X-Bus, Gropner Hot, and Futaba S-Bus, and S-Bus 2. And a few, I don't know, a couple months ago or something, I talked about this thing that was a micro Vario from Elite. It's a little mm-hmm. tiny, like, one or two gram Vario that you could plug in and get stuff. Yeah. The same company is making this servo expander. I just thought it was kind of interesting because you could take, I don't know, a really small receiver 
Yeah, and, and break it out it to... and break it out into more stuff for like a mm-hmm. complex airplane setup or some sort of scale system that you need a lot of different servos to do stuff. That's if the radio has S bus on it, though, right? Correct. Well, X bus or Jetty X or any or Futaba or whatever. Yeah, okay. Jetty X bus, Gropner, Hot. And Futaba S bus. Yeah, so anything with the, the basically the serial bus, well, anything except for Spectrum, I guess. Um, you know, one thing that that this has kind of made very interesting to think about is that, like, I guess Jetty's very external, third party friendly, right? Yes. But this isn't Jetty, the company itself, making this expansion no. thing. It's Elite, mm-hmm. which is a off, not an off brand, but another company. That are yep. making products for this third company. party, right? Like yeah. third party stuff, yeah. So which is very interesting that. And uh, that was that that elite Vario, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it might have worked with Fatabin stuff, but it where I saw it was used with a Jetty plugging into the the X port on a Jetty receiver, which is the telemetry data port. Right. That's awesome. I don't know though. I'm thinking about this, especially on the elevator in the picture they show here, like the just the the drawing that they have of the plane. The reason that they put two servos in the elevator is for redundancy. And then if you're gonna have the one you know, bus system going back to those servos and then breaking it out, wouldn't that like defeat the purpose? No, that's for like the wings where you and this is more for like bigger airplanes where it's right. not for redundancy. It's for because you need two for the power. Uh, yeah. okay. So you might have th- two to three servos on an aileron. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, you put three on the left yeah, aileron, just, three on the right, two on the elevator, two or three on the rudder. Pretty soon you got a whole shitload of Because you're just that badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. I mean, it's it's got to be. I mean, just interpreting the S bus has got to be pretty simple, and you're just saying, "Hey, send that signal this way." Yeah, like a little router. I mean, as far as I know, most of the people running the big planes are using like the power box or the the stuff that mm-hmm. yeah. has lots of channels, and each each servo is you know current protected, and you know does all kinds of other stuff. So I don't really know that I would recommend doing something like this for a big giant scale plane. Now, so, can, can you control, I wonder if you could control, instead of controlling all three at one time, could you control three independently? Yes. Um, or no? You can no, adjust them, it, right? It's, yeah, it's each, each servo is a different channel. Okay. So it would top out on how many channels you have. Right. In your radio. Okay. Which on a lot of. You know, serial bus style things is a lot. Okay. 16, 24, yeah, 12, 32, 16, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was thinking like it might be neat for like if you're doing a big scale heli or something and you wanted to, you didn't want to have to get a nine or 10 or 12 channel receiver. You could still use your small receiver going to your fly barless and then you could use something like this to control lights and yeah retracts and turrets spinning and all kinds of other little stuff pilots head yeah. moving yeah i mean just stuff like that mm-hmm. but i don't I, really know to be honest 
I do like it that you can also wire them to be like you can wire the power to come directly from the receiver battery right. and not be powered through your receiver's power bus system too. Right. Yeah, right. I like that option mm-hmm. for those power hungry servos. It's cool. Yeah. So it's neat. I mean, it's only like fifty five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's a link in the show link to Esprit model, which is where I actually saw this. If you want to look at it. Like I said, I don't think it's something most of us would need, but it's. I thought it interesting. Yeah. Nonetheless. Definitely. Nice. Okay. What's next? Uh, more oh, new yeah, stuff. these new, new radios, yeah. New radios from Spectrum, the NX series. Uh-huh. There's oh. a N- NX6, NX8, and NX10. And I know absolutely nothing about these. I literally saw this as we were starting the show. Yeah. So next generation, next and um, Wi-Fi connectivity. Hall it's, effect gimbals. Hall effect gimbals. It's, nice. it's taking all the newer like ergonomics too, like you know, um, being able to adjust your gimbals from the top and everything like that. Plus a nice, nicer screen. Like it's still, you know, it looks like the same type of screen setup you would have on your dx9 or dx6 mm-hmm. um any gen 2 dx series but it just it looks a little bit better because it's now color right it's a couple right. colors now instead of being monochromatic so um, yeah and we should say or i will say that these mm-hmm. are the next generation non-android radios yes these are more like tr- the traditional radio without the mm-hmm. the android system like the ix12 and 20 Yes, so uh, incorporating some of the new stuff like the the nice gimbals, the like you said a little bit better screen. Mm-hmm. Still got that roller push button though. It does. <laughs> so it has the same menu one. structure. If you actually look at it, the menu structure is yeah. all the same. Yeah, I'm it checking does. out the manual now. Yeah, you know it does. It does have a couple of new things, model templates, which is pretty nice. So, like, if you get a bind-and-fly plane or aircraft, right, helicopters too, you could just roll right off the template, and it'll pre-set up that radio with all the, you know, oh, that's quote, cool. air quote, computer radio system. You know, when you go through the settings in the manual, it's like DX89. Yeah. Plug these settings in, right? It'll, yep. it'll automatically do it for you, which is great. Uh, oh, great. Another thing to make it easy so nobody learns how the radio works. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Um, exactly what we need. What we need. The battery is kind of weird, in my opinion. What's weird about it? It's a single cell. So I know they've been moving to a single cell type of setup for a while now. But it's like a, like, look at the picture of it. I don't know. It's just placed in a very weird and an angle. It's like, it looks like a, like, it looks like a single cell, like, double A battery to me. I don't see a picture of it. Uh, I'm looking at the, the DX. The, the DX. I'm looking at the tan. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a one S six thousand lithium ion battery. The DX8 says the two thousand milliamp one S, but still lithium ion, and it's two thousand milliamps. They could put two thousand milliamps in a double A battery. So, like, is that what this is? Like, is it that size? 
I don't know. It seem it's to probably be... a little bigger than that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why it's in there. Angled. Cook it. Yeah. I can't see that it would matter. Well, hopefully, one of the main features is you could take all your models out of your DX9 on an SD card and plug it into this. If you, you know, hopefully they made that available. That would be like my first question. Mm. You know? That would be a good question. Magnetic USB cable and micro USB adapter for convenient convenient USB charging. Nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah, magnetic is nice, but hmm. is that just for the DX10 now? Because I don't think I see that for the 8. Oh, really? I'm looking at the 10, so it yeah. could be different. It says you can import the models, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, they're... <sighs> I'm look, now I'm looking at the NX8. Uh, retail is three forty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. three hundred fifty bucks. That seems pretty reasonable to me. Am I just mm-hmm. crazy, or is that a no, good price? No, for an eight channel radio, I think that's about yeah. to go in price. I think the NX9 was around that price too, like maybe three ninety nine. Yeah. I think it was a lot more than that when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in the four hundreds, like four ninety nine. Maybe okay. even more than that. You might be right, Andy. When it first came out, I think it went. Yeah, I think it went down after like a year. Mm-hmm. But even but, if you were to get like a DX or the sorry NX6, the like the lower line without the the uh, receiver, it's only three hundred ten bucks, which isn't too bad, you know, for a six uh, channel computer radio. No, if I was going to pay three ten, I'd pay three fifty and get the eight. Yeah, I personally would too. If if you ever had any inclination to go to helis because you need more than six really if you want to do banks and rescue or yeah any kind of tuning or anything really that and if you wanted to um oh do nitro and stuff right because you need the extra channels for remote glow and stuff like that you almost need nine really yeah just get the 10 just get the 10 (laughs) Yeah, just get the yeah. top of the line and get a V bar. Get a V bar. Just spend three times the price and get a V touch. <laughs> well, I'm looking through the manual. It does say import copy models from another NX10 transmitter. It doesn't say from the mm. old school DX9. That would suck. That would suck, wouldn't it? You'd have to reset up all of that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But that's cool. That spectrum. Isn't that the way really? it always works? Yeah. Though? Yeah. Every time there's a new, I don't know why they can't figure out figure that out, make it backwards compatible. Yeah, I mean, pump it out to an Excel file and yeah, exactly. Import it back in. Yeah, that's cool that I'm Spectrum's sure. doing this though. I'm sure the integration, you know, and the yeah part um, of it. That, well, that was the other thing. There's smart yep. batteries and smart ESCs and stuff. These are kind of set up to take advantage of all of that. Yeah, right out of the box, like program and integrate, all that kind of cool thing. Probably works with their, um, well, they call it forward programming. Forward programming, yes. Yeah. Anyway, check it out. Oh, I do see the battery now, Steve. I see what you mean. That is very weird. Yeah. It's like measuring your your TV. How big is that right, TV? The diagonal, right? Measuring on a diagonal. Yep. Okay. Do you have anything else for news announcements? No, but I should mention on this radio, there are, they have Wi-Fi connectivity, so you can mm-hmm. update and stuff, download updates. 
It's Wi-Fi. got that internet. Oh, yeah. That good old Which internet. I, I think is kind of interesting because you don't see that on a lot of radios that don't have like the Android or like the Mikado Touch or whatever. You know, right? Yeah. Right. That's mostly on the very high end stuff. I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at. So that's kind of neat. I'm curious right. what that's going to be leveraged for because I'm sure they're going to. I don't know. Right now, just updates is the only yeah. thing I can see it being um, used maybe, for. Maybe that's where the templates come from, right? When you. Oh, yeah. I'm just getting ready to say maybe you can download. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, as they have new planes and helis and aircraft mm-hmm. roll out, right. they can just provide you, you know, download this file and it's. Yeah. Or not even. Set up. Not even have you downloaded. Only download it when you're trying to set it up, right? So, like, you go to the template folder and it's like, boop. Yeah, it populates, I mean. yeah, yeah, and yeah, they can yeah. download the specific model right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's neat. I know we're, we are extrapolating a little. I don't think it says yeah, that we, anywhere we there. Don't but know. Yeah. Well, it says Wi-Fi connectivity. Uh, can, uh, you can complete product product registration. Download updates in instantly. Yeah. So it could be part of that template stuff. So cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, Steve? I'm going to be moving again or more or continue moving. I don't know what the hell word to use, but yeah, I'm going to be moving. But um, this time I'm going to be driving down. Um, we're going to be caravanning. So me, Rob and Devin, I believe we're going to be all going. Um, I'm going to be taking the trailer down with my car or the Miata, whichever one. Not sure yet, but basically both going to be going down. And then so we're going to kind of go Friday night and then Saturday morning. Our plan was to like kind of load up uh, some of our helicopters and hit up a field. So we're, we're thinking about going to Fredericksburg. Nice. Um, for Saturday. Get some flights in and, you know, go say hi to Casey and, and all the folks up there. So... Hopefully that'll happen. Um, but because I'm going to be flying, I'm flying. I'm going to be driving back from Jersey to Virginia. Um, won't be able to make the sim yet again. So oh. no, no surprise there. Steve's not going to be available for the sim yet again. <laughs> Damn it, Steve. <laughs> uh, one of these days I'll get this whole move shit over and I can actually not be say, fucking driving you're still moving. Miles. Yeah, still. Are you moving to Virginia via Arizona or what? <laughs> well, he's no, walking no, a few just, things down. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm walking. <laughs> I got the smallest box truck you can, you know, <laughs> nice. find. It's a mini. It's a mini Cooper. But if it doesn't Brent. fit in the glove box, he's leaving it. Back <laughs> the house. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't fit in the back seat, you're not. Gonna... I need my space. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, Steve, I was going to say earlier that I'm surprised that you made the episodes that you made recording the show yeah because dude i don't know how you're doing it <sighs> yeah i don't either i would have been tempted to tell us to fuck off you're busy yeah yeah so surprised you haven't yeah i know it's like it's funny because my wife's been texting me. she's like blah blah and all of a sudden and she's like call the painters and i'm like i'll call them later she's like, why don't you just call them right now it's like because i'm recording a podcast she's like oh yeah it's like it's tuesday and you lugged all your shit down there. <laughs> so I lugged my <laughs> mic and, you know, and, and all the stuff. But, of course, I forget something, right? It's, it's, it's my tendency to forget something. So 
I forgot the power cord for my Mac. So of course I had to go down to um, Best Buy and drop a you know a hundred bucks on a fucking power charger for this damn laptop. Uh, well, it's not, not like even you my forgot laptop. your clothes or anything like that. Yeah, or my medicine. Or your medicine. Yeah, which I guess I kind of. <laughs> or your AMA card. Uh, oh, when I did go to the club there, they did was like, "You have an AMA?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They carded here it you. Is. <laughs> Yeah, nice. he's like, let me just check, and I'm like, yeah, no problem. And once he checked mine, I was like, so let me see yours. He's like, I don't carry that shit around. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> I would have called my boss and said, I got carded. Yeah, <laughs> means I'm getting a rate. So now, uh, anyways, so um, yeah, so that's pretty much gonna be it. Move, maybe hit up the field on Saturday. Most likely, I'm gonna hit the field Saturday. Do some more flying with the boys, and then uh, go from there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Drink. I'm going to be drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not on call. And uh, that's it. It's the only reason I can come up with. You going to be salmon and drinking? I'm going to sim Friday night. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, George, you said you wanted to know next time he was drinking and salmon. Mm -hmm. It'd be this coming Friday night, right? Be yep. this yes, coming sir. Friday night. Yeah, I might be able to pull that off because, yeah, that's the one before the fly-in. So I might be able to do that. Yeah, you should just jump in for a few. And jump even if you don't see them, just get on the Discord and hang out a few minutes. Yeah, everybody yeah. would love to talk to you. Yep. Hmm. I could probably do that too. Just jump on Discord while I drive. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Yeah, Shaggy does it. Oh man. Uh-oh. I feel like I'm feel like I'm turning into Shaggy. No. <laughs> let, let me tell you why. So I have decent. Um, I mean, I don't have great cell service, but I have okay cell service at the new house. But holy shit, I was telling my wife today, she was home, and it was just all Darth Vader <laughs> broken up, and oh, I was like, boy. "Shit, this is what we see with Shaggy." Damn it. Okay, I can't <laughs> call. Any, I can't call any of the guys from the new house. <laughs> Yeah, so you better buy a forge. Yeah, I gotta melting. buy a forge and make some knives out yep. of some heli parts and yep. uh yep. you're, balls. Gonna, you're gonna have to go back to nineteen sixty two and get a landline mm-hmm. balls. in your house. Balls. <laughs> yeah, so at least I'm good at that, so yeah, I'll make that work. So that's it for me. Probably nice. uh sim and drinking and then hopefully I can get to the field. Saturday, I got some uh, other things I got to do uh, before next month, so be doing that too. But uh, yeah, hopefully get some flights in, man. Nice. What about you, uh, George? What are you? Do- what are you up to? Not much about one right now, but uh, as far as this week, um, I think I'll probably be doing some more mowing, more flying. And, um, yeah. Oh, I got to get a portage on order too, but, um, nice. just getting ready for the event, probably be going to the grocery shop and get ready for the low country bull stuff. And, uh, yeah, just same old, same old working on some helicopters and cutting off more room for pe- other people to work on stuff. Just sliding stuff down the table. Cool. That's it for me. Nice. Who's next? 
Andy. Andy. Cornfield. That's what's next for me. Cornfield. Getting the corn in. Yep. Shucks. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of them. I don't think there's a kernel of truth to it. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna try to get on the sim Friday. Yeah. Um we'll see how that goes. Uh I could be a little bit late. But other than that, I gotta buckle down and get some crops in this week. So probably not much RC stuff will happen. I know I sound like a broken record every week. I've said the same thing, but it is what it yeah. is. You gotta Sorry, do yeah. what you gotta do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do to get the bills paid. That's right. But if you don't work, we don't eat. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any listener pipeline? I believe we do. Yes. I saw him. <laughs> Ooh. Let her rip. Okay. Hold on a sec. Tater chip. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen twenty nine. Slowly making our way back up to 1330. Facebook likes. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Scott Graham. Uh, I was just listening to your podcast, and uh, you guys had said to, I think his last name was Weens or Waynes, and we couldn't figure it out, and you said, leave a voicemail. And I was like, you know what? I forgot they had that. So I figured I'd give you guys a call. So I'm on my way to the Goldsboro Funfly at the moment. I think it's nice. like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like an hour out. So, you guys have kept me from falling asleep and driving off the road. Thank you very much. And the podcast this week was awesome. Uh, looking forward to next week's. Keep it up. See you guys. Bye. All nice. right. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, but Scott, Scott great this message. Week, I am on the show. This Kevin. <laughs> the wrong Kevin. Kevin. Is it the right Kevin or so the wrong Kevin? Your, I don't know. Your critique will probably be different <laughs> this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Probably will drive off the road. I was holding up, and it ain't holding up very well. Because I drove off the road because I fell asleep because you guys are too boring. <laughs> oh, man. Always good to hear from Scott. Uh-huh. You know, I was listening to our show today, and, and just uh, it always, you know, is amazing <laughs> how how good of, of a bunch of guys they are on the Heliheads, man. And, and Scott's like, you know, I, I teach three people how to fix something, and then they teach three people or whatever, uh-huh. you know, and he was just yep. like, Telling that whole story, it was it was really cool, man. Makes Wait, you is this the episode? Was this the episode where he was like in bed doing a podcast? No, <laughs> oh, that was last week. Sorry, that was last, was last week. week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hurry, hurry up and play the next one, Kevin. He was under yeah. the desk or something. Yeah, under the desk. All right, All let's right. play the next one. All right, I retract my previous voicemail. I just got to the part of the show where you guys make fun of me about the whole, <laughs> if you get close, I'll give you five inches thing. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> that was from the auto contest in, what, what I think it was Queen City Heli Throwdown or Ray City Rotorfest. I don't remember which. They were like two weeks apart. But someone was autoing a helicopter, and I was like, if you get close, I'll give you like five inches, meaning like, you know, subtract it from your distance. Oh, we know and then you everybody mad. took it the wrong way. And it was hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now I'm mad at you guys. So, uh, yeah, delete my last voicemail. Okay, bye. All right. <laughs> oh. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry, Scott. Sorry. We knew what you meant, but it's just too funny to pass up. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> All right, is that it, or do you have any others? We got one more from Sunday. Hey, free fall guys. I just thought I'd call in and I'd tell you I really enjoy the show. Uh, I'm actually driving on the road now, kind of tired, but I'll, ah, I'll call in and maybe stay awake a little bit longer. And uh, tell you that I just learned the uh, importance of properly gearing a helicopter. Uh, I have a Synergy 516 that for a while I was kind of almost disappointed with it. It didn't seem to have the power I thought it should. It would tend to fog fairly quick and pull the battery voltage way down on my batteries. Well, it didn't really fog, but the voltage would sag like crazy. And uh, here, just the other week, I finally calculated my gearing ratio, and I think I was at like 70%. And with the gearing ratio, and I have a Talon 90 like a castle, Talon 90 ESC. So I went down one tooth on the pinion gear. I'm not sure, it might have been from the 18 to the 17 or... I had the stock one in the helicopter before, and I went down one from what that was. And, uh, wow, I was amazed. That thing pulls like a freight train now. It's pretty much impossible to fog, and I can run it at 2,200 RPM head speed, the whole battery pack, and log that thing, and I don't even hit the low voltage alarm until maybe 30 seconds before my five-minute timer's up. Nice. nice. If any newer people are out there and uh, are having fogging issues and they don't think they should be, uh, one place to look is gearing. And I also went and dropped the tooth on the tail gear or the on and it well actually rocket his belt drive and wow that tail holds better too now and starting to have a lot more fun with it and that thing moves like I don't know how fast it goes but it moves way faster. So awesome. I right, keep the podcast coming and I'll be listening. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Cool. What a great message. Yeah. And he's right. Gearing is super important. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. It's probably something we should do an episode about, actually. We should, because yeah. we know nothing about it. It's very important, and a lot of people seem to struggle with it. I'm struggling with it. You want enough gear to get out of the hole good, but you don't want to run out and top in. Okay. Yeah. More efficient. It's more. I think. Um. I mean. Yeah. That matters. It's. It's a lot of uh, efficiencies, right? Like where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Cool. Is that it? That's Shall it. We move it on then. Let's move okay. it on then. Let's uh wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Facebook likes. We are at one thousand three hundred twenty-nine, and that's plus two this week. So we have two names here. And here we go. Robson Rowling and Jason Falcon. Nice. Thanks, guys. Nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Facebook comments. What do we have? Uh, we have some comments. Should we start with 
episode 246, Listener Series, Volume 21 oh. with Jamie Burkholder. Yeah. Uh, Ray Bacon said, excellent episode, guys. Jamie has an incredible memory to remember all those names. His hobby, his experiences are the reasons why we're all in this hobby. Oh. I think that that uh, this is the best intro into the hobby for anyone new. Once again, the FFRC crew delivers an episode that gets you through the day and gets a smile on your face. Nice. And Jamie said, yep, Ray, that the truth is I am good at keeping notes. Uh, and that was a good episode. And just the, the whole time frame, you know, uh, Jamie made it sound easy. And I know he said it wasn't when he got to the sim and was like, this yeah. is actually pretty hard. But, you know, he, he did everything the right way. Really did. Uh-huh. Uh, Bill William Anthony, he said, another great episode except for Andy. Take it easy, buddy. I am not a professional actor. Sorry not to meet <laughs> up with your standards. What the heck? What the heck? <laughs> the combine go. discussion was interesting, though. As for Kevin, I voted on the free fall survey for less Kevin, both on the <laughs> podcast and in real life. <laughs> Like, really, less on both fronts. I also voted for more George. In fact, the podcast would be great if it was basically George with a Planker episode here and there. Okay, some great farming talk with Andy would also be great, too. Great guest. Glad to hear you are enjoying the hobby. Jamie Burkholder, don't try to rush into your flying moves. Just go easy. It took me three years to become proficient in my flying. Lots of flying and sim time really helped. In another five years, I might be really, I might be a really great pilot too. And Jamie said, "Thanks, Bill. I will enjoy the ride and be patient with my training." Uh, George said, "Wise this man is." Uh, I'm sorry, Bill. My comment was more um, talking about how surprised I was how that Mike D's kids were so good at it. Not mm. that you were bad at it, because I'm sure I would be just as bad. <laughs> I don't know. Your song that you have is spot on, though. <laughs> I'm all for a farming and planker and George podcast. Oh, sounds like a that you guys can tailor like make for Bill. Yes. Other than that, I'm going to stay on the show. I appreciate that, Bill. I'll. Uh... I'll sneak those magazines over to you when your mom's <laughs> at, at rip night. Oh, shit. Plain brown wrapper. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. So uh, we had some comments on the last episode. Uh, fellow podcaster series volume two with Kevin McGrady. And Michael Shaggy Parker said, blah, this guy, you really guys ran out of ideas. You guys really ran out of ideas, huh? Ha ha. I, I like how he cracks himself up in the comment. Uh, <laughs> Bill Anthony said, four days ago, I wrote, less of Kevin on the show would be a great thing. Boy, was I wrong. Bring back the original Kevin. This <laughs> imposter has no place here. <laughs> to celebrate, the original Kevin will be... We will be showcasing his flying on the Bill and YouTube channel this week. Just mm. kidding. Great guest. Great show this week. And he did showcase my cheesy bunch of flying on the uh, Bill and YouTube channel. 
Great Eagle said, William Anthony, but times are speaking is EE21 Hurst minute screen holding. Uh, Eric mm. Shu said, I have actually possessed Kevin's blue balls for a couple of months. He said, not that guy. Mm. I'm not sure what is going on in the rest of these posts. <laughs> uh, Eric Shu, those beans will be fine. Andy Ray Bacon said, I'm sure I'll have a ball or two. Mike D said balls. Sherman Martin said, can't wait to tune in. Thanks, guys. Mark Ritchie said, should be another great show. Nice one, guys. And Mike D posted another picture of balls. Oh, several pictures of balls. And several. then we had a reply. Uh, blue balls. That from Ian Joel with more pictures of balls. A lot of balls. Balls. Uh, all right. And that's uh, that's it. From Facebook, I think, unless so you guys saw something else. So you could say we were balls out on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, visitor posts. What do we have here? Let's see. Uh, so this, this is kind of going back um, a little more than a week ago. Uh, Kyle Wallerstead. Asked, have you guys seen this yet? And it's showing a YouTube video of the OMP M1 Micro 3D helicopter. We have. Yeah, we mentioned it, I think, on that episode that week. Mm hmm. Mm. Uh, Darren Ankney? Ankney? Yeah, said, uh, he said, I am going to attempt to join the Sim and Discord tonight. Though I might have some Irish whiskey, so not sure how this will go. Mm. It'll go just fine. Yes, Kevin has a lot of experience with that. I remember Darren. He made it. It was he was one of the newer guys. It was fun. Mm. Awesome. He made it the next week, too, I think. Awesome. Okay, and then last but not least, we have Ian Joel saying, Shaggy, sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> and it's a picture of him with his face photoshopped on the um, Dos Equis guy. He says, I don't always go to Starbucks. But when I do, it's because Andy isn't on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. All right. Is that it? I think that's it, right? That's all I saw. I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. Website comments. What do we have? I don't know. I don't see anything here. Do you guys see anything? Uh, I don't got think comments on the podcast, but I think that's Podbean. Uh, people of Podbean, then. People of Podbean, then. Let me open up the app because it's been a couple weeks since I've done this. Uh -huh. Let's see. Uh, I'll go to the Podbean webpage, put in my username and password. Bill and Stinks. Uh, you don't have Podbean on your phone. That's what I. That's how I look at it. Well, I don't get the notifications on my phone. Oh yeah, that never mind. I forgot you read those out. Yeah, my which, bad. Which now I don't see. I was just looking for comments. It says no notifications. Hmm. All right. Well, let's just go right into the comments then, huh? Yeah, go right into the comments. I don't know what happened to my app here. Okay, so 14 days ago, we'll go back two weeks, 
Uh, Grey Eagle Jr. replied to his post about Dr. Heli Reader. Yes, travel lots, but never forget greens in the beans. And he replied to himself saying, yes, Grey Eagle Jr. agreed approval Thanksgiving. And then he replied to that 14 days ago, <laughs> says, you're welcome, your hairdresser. It's okay. so fucking crazy. <laughs> and then 10 days ago, he says, Newbie Awesome Sauce Taters Gravy. <laughs> Unedible Morning. Hobby Hospitality Rival Animal Doctor Hospitality Co-op Farmers Hatman of Fire Marketplace. Excited the James shares. Stock time markets. Hatch a baby heli grow. No, wait. Hatch a, hatch a baby heli. Grow yourself 700 giggles and wiggles like Legends of Robinson. Wow. <laughs> Three days ago, he replies, or he posts, bidding fairly soon, banning cautious windows in indoors. All about that basement jack tail rob- lobsters. Heading hold, heli school, pulling school, pool, cool, the McDonald's of Grady and Kevin, not CR2D's nuts. <laughs> Two, twice, pair, fair, air, care, flare, round of objective participation. Show, go, flow, tone, no. Yes. <laughs> Crisscross Apple Bosses Construction. Convenient campfire virtual. End of the now afternoon. Okay. Jeez. And then one day goes, speaking interactions. Who, who, knock, knock, knock. So ammunition, speaky talky. Anyone else? Hi there. Hi. Thanks. Skip up. Fly agreement. Yes. Flip that pyro. Pyro lower. Okay. And then one day goes, says, greatness I need. Or indeed, maybe. And then another thing one day, wow, he did a lot of one days ago. Um, into, 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 into. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Tick, and then again after that, replying back to that, he says, tick, tocky, clicky, tocky. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's fucking insane. Is it yeah. bad that he makes more sense than Joe Biden at this point? <laughs> Maybe he is Joe Biden. Maybe. Oh. Oh. I just got chills. Uh, Rodney, one day ago, says, what a great, humble dude. Great to hear Kevin M. on here. Nice. Kevin M. Kevin McGrady. Oh, yeah, Kevin McGrady. Sorry, I know another Kevin M. So I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. All right. So that's it for Podbeam comments. What else do we have here? iTunes reviews? Uh, I didn't see anything on iTunes. Nope. And okay. Andy confirmed. So drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefarc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage, freefarcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, Other Than Flight Test Podcast, Freefarc Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hey, Dave. Uh, fellow hey, Dave. podcasters. Well, Heliheads podcast. The Heliheads is Kevin, Dan, Scott, and Mike. Mm-hmm. But you know, no one that listens to the show knows who that is. 
got to go by their other names. <laughs> their other names? Yeah, it was a swashblade. Shorts, skinny tee. Trash can. Trash, trash can, can and traffic cone. Traffic cone. That's the last one, yes. All right. Telerotor podcast. That's two mics, a Rich and a Robert. Uh-huh. BKRC. That's easy. That's Bert and Kyle. And th- RC Roundtable. And sometimes Style Casey. The RC- sometimes Style Casey. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's the... Uh, <laughs> Who was that country singer that used to have the the uh, alternate ego? Garth Brooks. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's style, Casey. Mm. Uh, what was the next one? RC Roundtable Round with Andre. No, that's that's not Andre. <laughs> that's after hours. That RC Roundtables with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Yep. And then the after hours is with Andre. Right. All right. I'm getting it. Yep. High voltage. That's what Bobby Watts. Skids up. Skids up. If they're still doing a podcast, is with uh, Paul Frank and Javier. I think it's every three weeks to three years or something. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they There's released one there. just a few days ago, actually. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, nice. Man. That wasn't a one from back in like last winter or but something. No, that was the one before. That was the one before that. Uh, I'm I'm still catching up. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's see. Inverted Down Under. That's uh, Ozzy, Mozzy, and Jeff, and I haven't listened to that one in ages. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm falling behind on that one. I got to listen to that. Uh, Park Flyer Podcast. That's with a couple mics and a J. Uh, Houdini RC Heli Podcast. That's with um, Kenny, Kyle, and Cartman. No. That's with Rich, Kenny, and Brent Gutleber. And I heard that might that has changed recently, no? What? I heard that it's just Rich now. What? Yeah, it's back to one-man show, I think, I believe. I don't know. I, that's what that I heard. That might just be for one episode. Surely not. Yeah. Rich, if, um, if things weren't going on crazy in my life, I would have said, just give me a call, and I will come on and just destroy that show. There will be nothing That's what left. worried about. <laughs> All yeah. right, so don't call me. <laughs> Keep the show alive. Don't call me. Where did I post that? Someone said something about that, and I was like, yeah, the only person that could do a one-man show is Kevin <laughs> and his bottle of alcohol. Yeah, that would be great. Like, I think that was in on Facebook like, Messenger. Drunk and alone or something. Yeah, I think it was like hashtag drunk and alone or something. I got to give the guys props that do that, though, or that did that over the years. You know, Jimmy Jones yeah. did that when he started. Uh-huh. And, uh... What's his name from uh, with that was doing it with Ed? Mm-hmm. Ed yeah, Walt. Walt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Andre's doing that right now, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Andre does it. He does a really week. good job. Yep. So awesome. Uh, yeah. So you want to see the latest Kevin Glogo six ninety flight? Yeah. Where do you go to see that? You can go to Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Bam, bam, yes. Bam, bam. Not Bill Ann two. Nope. Or three. Don't get that mixed up. Or three. Just Bill Ann. Just Bill Oh man! Yeah, that was a it was a good video. He actually got me doing some pretty cool stuff after I figured out how to turn the helicopter back on halfway through <laughs> after the auto. <laughs> I did a TikTok nose left, then tail down, and then nose right, and I was nice. very very proud of myself. Awesome. You know, because Scott Graham was talking about that on their show this week. You know, where it's like. <laughs> you're walking out to the field and here comes Bill with his camera and you're like, oh shit, now I gotta put on a show. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. 
I haven't flown this model, but like twice this year. And I was like, you should have pulled the camera out when I was flying the Oxy. I'll beat the crap mm. out of that one. You see, that's where I have the upper hand. I'm so boring. Nobody would ever film me. Um, so I don't ever have to worry about it. I'm filming you next time. No. Next time. Yeah, we're going to have a Facebook Live at all. Everything <laughs> will fly. That's what Scott Graham was saying. He's cracking me up. He's like, yeah, I'm walking out to the flight line. And just, so, I just yeah, roll in, want to get a, you know. I'm going to warm up. Warm up. Do some flight. hover oh, practice. Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye, George. Go home. Back here. You know, one thing that we never really talked about is that we never did a show on, like, stealing in a hobby. Oh, but I got a lot of shit taken out of the house, man. I thought you were in the new place. It sounded so echoey. No, this is the old place now. It's so empty. But it's, I have to take it and everything out. Okay, you're going to have to do a sh- the show with a blanket over your head. Okay. Well, I don't have a blanket, so I'm just going to use this big plastic bag. I think <laughs> it'll work. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, don't poke any holes in it. That'll let the sound out. No, so. no, I can't let the sound out. I have to keep it nice and airtight. <laughs> I think I could scoop up enough air to last me two hours. Have <laughs> fun to the show. I don't feel good, guys. <laughs> we just hear like a thud. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kevin, are you and Mike having another dinner on Saturday to celebrate Steve being out of the state? Yeah. That's going to be a real. Oh, big... I wasn't supposed to mention that, was I? I'm you sorry. weren't supposed I'm to mention that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be huge. There's so many people that wanted to come to that. I know, I know. You got, you got to make sure you, you got to make sure you do you one next weekend. There was restaurant. Nick wanted to come. Jeff, Fred, uh, who else? I love it. Uh, no, Angel <laughs> Rojas is going to come up. He's going to show you guys house. how to hover a he- helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> it changes the the. Volume settings for some reason. I gotta check mm-hmm. them. What's up, people? Yo, people of Earth. So I'm at seventy now. I'm wondering if that's sounding about correct. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it to me. How's it going with you guys? Yeah. All right. Been busy. I'm pissed House. off. Oh yeah. Yep. Dude, you're what? pissed off and Steve is busy? Holy shit. Did hell freeze over? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Silver Shamrock. We used to have a little bar over in Johnson City called the Shamrock. And the bathroom stalls had these neat little swinging doors on them. I mean, they'd been carved up and they looked rough, but they had a shamrock cut into it, like a scroll saw. And I always loved one of those doors. One night, I was pretty drunk. I just tore one of them off and threw it out the window. When I I went home that night, I threw it in the car. Next morning, I had to go to work. 
look in the back seat of the car and there's one of the shitter doors from the Shamrock. How in the world? I didn't even remember doing it until everybody told me about it the next day. Good job, George. Yeah. It used to be pretty crazy. Used to be. <laughs> that was like last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get tired of us picking on you, George? No. We don't pick on George. Like that I, guy in Trias kind of said, on him. You, you know, yeah. I've had sex meaner guys than you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, okay, that's what I walked in on. Huh? He said, "Kevin's like, guys. whoa, whoa, what? Well, what? Well, yeah, when I was in that Turkish, <laughs> when I was in that Turkish prison, uh, I had sex meaner guys than you all." Okay. 